1: And you're listening to Life from the Path. We're coming to you from the uh, Pathway Studios here in Jones.
0: What was that? What do you mean? Was, was, was that kind of some kind of weird scat yeah, you just did? We started to out with
1: some jazz this time. Hey, it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, thanks for <laughs> hanging out with us uh, for Life from the Path. Hey, check this out. Th- there was a, there was an article on Christianity Today. It said Christians debate paying ties to African churches closed by coronavirus. What? Wait, what? Uh, so I think people are are worried about. Like, when churches are closed due to the virus, uh, they're worried about sending money overseas. I'm sure you guys send money overseas. Dan, does this you cross your mind?
2: Uh, I mean, we send to the, to the American uh, headquarters, whatever. Yeah. And, and then they wire stuff over once a month so they know what's going on. Yeah. Because uh, they're in daily contact. So, no, I guess I'm not worried. Yeah, well, like like... Um, like, this is the time where they got real problems. Yeah, they kind of, like, it's kind of like here. It's like, well, because you're not having church doesn't mean, like, the preacher doesn't still need to, like, eat and stuff.
1: Right,
0: right, I mean, right.
2: You're still probably, you know, you're still heating and cooling the place, or,
1: you know, to a certain extent. And Is that is that, a, is that a part of the conversation? Like, are, are tithes way down because of this deal?
2: I, I've heard places are. Um, I mean, ours are actually up. Yeah, but that's awesome. they would pay more money
0: not to see you in person. Yeah, like, this is great. Man, this online content is phenomenal. It's like a podcast I pay for. This is great. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what's funny about the online... <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> what's
1: funny about the online uh, preaching situation is I actually find it allows you to have a little bit more of internal discussions, like with your own family mm-hmm. like like when the guy's talking because you don't have to worry about interrupting them or yeah. or, or you know because of the atmosphere um, like I can look over at one of my kids and go do, do you understand what he's getting at here and blah 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 And they're like oh yeah, yeah or no I you know I don't quite understand it. and so like it gives a little bit more freedom of being able to talk about it without like causing a disruption and so like I I don't know that that's all bad right it's it's mm-hmm. kind of nice so you get to walk through it as you're being led as a family you know, and then as the as the leader of that particular area, I get to go. Um, so do we understand what what's going on here, right? What, what exactly we're talking about, and we can hit the things that are important. I can watch my kids spacing out and go, whoa, hey, hey, this is why you're spacing out because you don't think it's important. But this is why, you know, you brought it up, you know. And so, like, I I don't know. I I thought it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't uh, devastating or, or terrible or uh, God's word not preached or anything. So I I thought it was actually all right. It's going
2: okay for us.
1: Yeah, Dan, you guys have been doing that for a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. been your reaction?
2: Um I I, I kind of like it to be honest. I mean it's 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 weird like from a personal side mm-hmm. to wake up and think, "Hey, I'm going to hear me preach today." Right. Cuz <laughs> you know, I've uploaded it previously, so right. there wouldn't be any snafus. snafus or whatever. Um but it's been and in that sense it's kind of neat if people have conversation I can be part of the conversation while I'm teaching. Right. right. Yeah, you know like oh well, this is no this is it, you know, I meant this or that or that's the or here's clarification or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I have don't you know. have you do you watch yourself preach or listen
1: back to your old sermons very often? No. Like have no. you like have would, like as as you get a chance to like reflect on the thing, do you go you know actually I could have probably phrased that differently now that I hear it coming out this way? Yeah,
2: I mean, I have before. Like, if I thought something was exceptionally good or exceptionally bad, yeah. usually, <laughs> uh, so and uh, I will just like, huh, what made me think that? You know? Yeah. Um, because usually by Sunday afternoon, I've val- I've already thought of, well, I could have done this or could have done that, and well, Right, It's uh, already too late now. I mean, there's no reason living we'll in the learn, past here. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um. It's, yeah. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, I I think what what's happening is people are just missing people though. You you know because the the, the the you can you can hear a sermon sitting in a pew or on a computer right. or you can hear teaching anywhere. That's yeah. not that nobody's missing me. You, you know, um, or or maybe me as a person they might be, but I mean not like no one's like Bush. Sure you you know they they can hear me anytime they want. We have a YouTube channel. Yeah um, right. But would you say like in general I don't I don't I don't know that many people that do like I I mean once
1: again like I hang out with a crowd. Uh, that listens to, to podcast sermons or whatever, and, like, uh. they will listen to teaching throughout the week. I wouldn't say that's the norm. I wouldn't say, like, there's a bunch of people out there, you know, digging on online content all the time, um, you know, and listen to sermons all the time. So, like, now, the, the so where I see it as regular, because I do it a lot, mm-hmm.
2: um, do you feel like most people, it's, it's a change for a lot of people. Would you... I don't know. I think there's a core that does. I mean, there's all, you know, that's why these guys have thousands of views. You, you right. know, I mean, it's, you know. I suppose they could have a, uh, like their moms clicking on it a bunch of times. Exactly. To up the yeah. <laughs> I love him. I love him. well uh, he goes, off follow. I, I mean, that's a fairly popular thing. I know a lot of people who will just throw, have a podcast in their car while they're driving, or yeah. you know, whatever. But it's, a, it's still it's detached, you know. It's like, well, I've never met this guy. I don't, but I like his teaching, so I will listen to it. Right. Uh, but it's it's those, it's the local church. I I actually I think the smaller church will thrive through this whole thing. Uh, more than the larger churches, I know. I've heard of some larger churches are already starting to cut salaries and staff, and they usually are pretty much on the margin anyway. Yeah, because uh, they're always staffing, you know, aggressively. Well, and and almost all a good amount of their staff is community outreach stuff,
1: right? Like yeah. youth minister and blah blah blah, and like like a greeter and head dude and, and head secretary. Head, like, head really dude. On here. <laughs> <laughs> I want that job. <laughs> yeah. I was I was actually thinking about this a little bit because like. Um, I, I had to lead worship through the, the video. And boy, it is just awkward as all get out. Uh-huh. Just super awkward. Right? Like the song goes away and dies out, and then, like, that's it. There's nothing going on. It's just me and my kids and my wife. And I'm like, well.
0: Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> here's the next one. <laughs> Let's fire up the next two. Yeah. You know
1: what's been surprising for that? Cause so, like, we've done um, – so we were on the other end of that, for one. Um, but we've been listening to – Ren Collective has done a socially distant worship club for, like, the past two to three weeks. And they'll just get, like – First it was like all like four of them in a living room and then the 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 laws and stuff in Nashville got a little bit tighter and so now there's two of them <laughs> but like um like watching a worship thing I thought ah oh, man this is going to be this is going to be weird it's been great mm. now it's not a, it's, it's it's different than a music video I don't sing along with music videos yeah. If someone produces a video or something or or puts on what's obviously a performance I don't feel I don't feel at all like I need to go sing along with that but like intentional worship where Four people sat in the living room, and there's just one dude with the guitar, and they're all singing. Uh, So, like, you feel like it would be super awkward because you were in our living room, and it's my wife and I, and we got four kids. One of them is yelling, screaming and stuff, and the other three are kind of, like, casually watching. But, like, they're singing, too. And, like, it doesn't feel weird to me to sing at a reasonable volume or maybe even a little bit beyond Singing worship with people who are who said, "Look, we're not putting on a performance here. We're here to worship." I'm like, "Great, I'm here to worship. We can do that." And that same thing happened on Mike for Sunday morning. So you did it, and it was just your family, and we can see your family uh, and you're you're playing along. And there's like, there's this. There, this I, don't take this wrong for, for anybody, but like, there's nothing produ- uh, produced about it, right? Oh, no. it's, it's intentional. People sitting in down and saying, "Look, we're just <laughs> we're just worshiping here," and so you don't feel beyond it. You can feel part of it because it looks like something that you might be a part of. No, that's true. <laughs> it looks like your place. <laughs> right. It looks like something would happen at your house. <laughs> and th- that was the thing. I remember we were talking about this a couple weeks ago with churches and choosing whether or not to do worship. And, like, that's one of the things that was in my mind is, like, if, it's, if, if it feels produced beyond what they would normally see. And it feels something like it'll it'll feel like just something you're not part of anymore when if it feels if I I almost am afraid, like even getting external microphones or better lighting in your area, um, if you're not a church who otherwise does that, um, it starts to separate people from it because that's not what they're generally part of. Now it becomes a performance and people people worship differently. It's the mid it's the mid grade performances that are tough it's uh the giant stadium performances people are all freaking in uh the the casual things in your living room people tend to be all in it's the middle performance that are so tough to get and to get right and to get people feeling comfortable um because they, they don't know what to it's not the performance fault at all it's just people don't know what to do am i in or am i listening am i part or am i contributing or could i be too loud and the person next like it's just a weird thing anyway i so i will say that that socially distant worship club was cool because like they're just got cell phones. Like they're they're broadcasting to three network to, to like Instagram, Facebook, and uh, I think those two at the same time. And you're like, oh, I want a kind of text going on there. They've got two two of the wives that are just holding up phone, yeah. pointing around, and you're <laughs> like, that's exactly what I want to done. <laughs> I feel part of this. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I it's been great. Like it's been. Um, I mean, I think obviously I, I prefer uh, being around people, but like um, as long as you're genuine in how you, as a church as you go about this. I think it's fine. I think there's a way for people to feel that way. And
2: I think it's probably not going to, like, reach the masses. Like, I think at first, churches thought, oh, finally, we're on the World Wide Web. You know, (laughs) people are going to be listening from China. And it's like... No, they, they're going to be listening because they know you. Yeah, right. right. You know, right. And, uh, you know, and which is great. Which yeah. is still fine. Like yeah.
1: wh- you're still the local church. There's value in the local church. In fact, I think there is distinct value in the local church, and that's why where there and we talked about this a little bit ago. There are millions, literally millions of guys who will do a better job teaching than me, um, but. My folks still want to listen to me. Same thing with you, Dan, right? Like, just if you have any humility in the world, you're like, I know. I know there's people that are better than this. But there is something so unique that God has created in the local church that it matters that Dan said it. Mm -hmm. It matters that he studied it. It matters what he thought about it. It matters that God spoke through him to say this thing. Even if the guy uh, in in Texas or Los Angeles or London uh, is just the most eloquent speaker in the world, he's not Dan. Right and 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 Dan is the one that is caring for us, and it's it's so distinct, and so like that 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 i that I think is the wrong thing like sometimes stuff reaches the matches, and that's great but like uh if you if you if you posture for if you aim for the right target, if it needs to go beyond that, God'll take it beyond that, but like as long as you're if you stick with what what you know that you're responsible for and what God has you doing, it'll feel right for those people. And then it'll probably translate well for the other people that start listening on it, because that's what you want them to catch anyway. You don't want them to catch you posturing for ten thousand people. You want them to catch your community feel, because that's what you're asking them to join in. Not just the thing that you're teaching, because again, they can get that other places. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's I think it's a good exercise for the church, and frankly, it starts to weed some things out on what we think, uh, and maybe even eliminates a thought that, oh, hey, there's a real, there's a giant bucket of opportunity that I'm not reaching. I think proper humility is you go four to six weeks of this and you're like no that wasn't really a possibility i was never actually going to reach them now i'm digging in on these are my people <laughs> that's how i feel about this show <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> there's a hardcore 20 people that love it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope that's as far as we're getting yeah, hey uh, don't stop giving to the african churches man those, those guys are in a, in a pinch just like yeah. every church is, is 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 likely to face a pinch here and some of that refining i think is probably good it causes you to ask, what do we really value? What is what is paying? Where do we have our money directed? But, like, uh, for, for a lot of churches, like, uh, that's the felt. You're not carrying a lot of excess. And uh, people that need you to give above and beyond, they just need you to give faithfully, like you would have if you were there. And you're probably going to be just fine. Hmm. I mean, shouldn't churches be seeing the slight heating and cooling <clears throat> savings and uh, cut down on sp- donor purchases and, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're not – obviously, you're paying for an infrastructure that's not currently getting you. That's, that's not most of your money, though. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, most your t- money is t- the building and the salary. In fact, the vast majority of money is probably yeah. Salary. But those those were already built into the budget. Well, right? but yeah, you know, people have to give money to cover the budget, man. Yeah, tithing is up. Well, for Dan, Dan and everybody, a lot, a lot of churches yeah. do not. It's a lot, up. A lot, a lot of, of are across are the board. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not Numbers across, are up, man. It's not up across. Well, have well, you seen what the the helps stock us
2: is we've been doing online giving for forever. You know, so most of it comes online. Yeah, and uh, you're benefiting from people forgetting that they signed up for the weekly weekly tithe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, we've had people leave the church two years ago that still give, you know. And I'm
0: like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I was subscribed to an online game that I haven't played in five years, and I didn't cancel that. They're until fine like with Three that. months ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're like, great. Yeah.
0: Yikes. I, I mean, I've had that. It. I've
1: had that before, and I am like, um, uh, yeah. I I'm fine with it too. I intend to still give. What do I care? <laughs> 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 okay. Hey, you're listening live from bad, Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, you know what. We're celebrating our ten year anniversary. We are. We are celebrating ten. So I've been. Uh, I loaded up some Facebook posts. I actually legit style decided I'd. I'd put some celebrate our ten years. And so I've been trying to share a a, a clip a day, um, probably for the whole month of April is the goal. And so if you don't like the Facebook page, go out there and just hit a like. You can. Uh, it's hard to say greatest hits. I, it's just you know. The Stuff that happened. Yeah, the things we were around for. These are right? Yeah. yeah. Right uh, but you know what was interesting is I was looking through a few clips, and like there were a few where I thought Bouva probably has never heard this like your your familiarity with the show and how often you were coming uh some of the clips happened before you were doing that uh-huh, and so like one of the ones was um that uh, Methuselah went to Nineveh and God smote him song, yeah, oh. yeah. I made five bucks on that deal. Yeah, that's coming up. (laughs) That's coming up in like another three to five days, I think. On the on the Facebook post, it's one of the favorite things that my wife says. One of the one of the favorite things that I've ever done across my whole life. Really? That's Uh, it? Yeah. I can tell you can see what the benchmark
0: is. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say you guys were on for what um, a year, at least before I started coming, right? With and with any consistency, I think it was two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, man, so yeah, there's
1: there's a few uh, there's a few musical guests. There's a few. I don't know if poo tracker will make it into the rotation. <laughs> oh,
0: I know what that is, but no, I I never watched that. Uh, I just we've talked about it.
1: Here's the deal. I like to think that I would look back at it and be slightly ashamed of myself. But I'm no, pretty sure I wouldn't. No, that's funny, like, was that's, it, that's,
0: that was funny. Wasn't <laughs> it in London? Wasn't that the thing? Like the poo tracker was in England. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you could track it and see see once that's you flush what the toilet yep. where it went. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Actually, that was the same episode as the Methuselah went to Nineveh. It was, it was, it was <laughs> man, it was this that might make the greatest hits. Yeah, it was. A lot. I was in the water that night. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hopefully not poo.
1: Something going on. All right, uh, let's see here. There was another. I thought there was another article that I thought was interesting. Oh, where there usually go? is, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, nope. Don't care about that. Don't care about that. Well, I don't think we're going to care. Oh, about for heaven's sakes, Graham! Listen to that guy. Who? Franklin Graham says coronavirus pandemic is result
0: of a fallen world. I mean... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> as
1: okay. much as anything is. It is. Yeah. I mean... Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean <laughs> right. We are, I mean, everything is. The fact of the matter that we're in a fallen world is true, yes. I mean, so is Boova's hairstyle. Agreed. Yeah. It's insane. Leave me in this, gray hey, man. <laughs> tell me, tell don't you judge is. me. It's awful. Um, I saw... I don't even remember what outlet of social media it was. There was a video of this old dude that looked like he had just gotten Botox. And... Oh, I know he, what you're talking about. It's he was oh, like, oh. it's yeah, who? Kenneth, Kenneth, Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. Okay, he was like rebuking co- uh, yeah. coronavirus yeah. yeah, and like yelling at it, saying it has no power anymore. I and used to watch and the was congregation like was repeating after him everything yeah. he said. It was the most uncomfortable went, thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> what is that? Who is that I'm going to be honest. Kenneth Copeland. He's been around forever. He I has. wouldn't be surprised. He looks like he is as old as Methuselah. He's yeah. the
1: he's the he's of the like the Jesse Duplantis and the Kenneth Copeland and the Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Yeah. So G- more Jimmy, names Jimmy I Baker. don't know. Yeah, so I don't know any Oral of those names. Back a ways. It was it was like when televangelism wasn't mocked and it felt like it, it was a been. real thing. Yeah. Is yeah. is that the, the same era
0: as the? It, it was a thing I've seen like five times in the last ten years. But there was this dude that was speaking in tongues. And at one point in time, he, like, starts saying, like, oh, Babaconda.
2: Probably Robert Tilton or something. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It just yeah.
0: seems like it's all from the same era. Like it, I was, It's the I same was,
2: people, same theology.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I was born in 91, and so I was never around for any of this stuff. I've missed the Babaconda ways as well. Tilton Almost. was the Fardine preacher. Oh, oh really? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No way. Okay, all right. If it's sad that that's exactly... Okay, fair enough. I was, like... There were all these. It, I think it was TikTok. Actually, I was. It was this video, this <laughs> ten second video of of what was going on, and then everybody was just destroying this and saying, "I can't believe Christians believe in this stuff," and like, "I can't believe this. This represents mainstream Christianity." Like, my heart was hurting, and I'm just like, "This is what represents us. This is still to this day what most of. I, I, it's not even a specific generation on TikTok anymore, but like." These people were all just jaded about this is the Christian community and this it is used is to believe. be
2: that was all that was on t v yeah though. really, It was that type of stuff, no, oh man, that's I mean gross. that was it for Christianity yeah. the t b n is that what was called t b n yeah, 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 you know it was like all that stuff, and that's why we that's why we're so wildly popular, so we have some you know solid biblical content <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, now hold on now, bring this back out of the clouds'cause right because here's the thing is we believe stuff like this can happen right yes we believe that that, that like, like god can could could knock the thing out of absolutely absolutely could could do it right by going pfft. Pfft, i don't <laughs> know why he's got to do the <laughs> yeah. he, he called it he called it a wind yeah he was the wind of god yeah i blow the wind of god on you <laughs> that, so like it's, this is where it comes out of the clouds uh, there's yes. a difference between petitioning the lord and saying god you are mighty and you are sovereign and uh we ask you as your people um to step in on this thing that's that's it's so a humble this, way of stretching, saying have, I have the wind of God and I and I'm blowing it out of my face. Hey, you you know what? Perfect example. Like that is the exact thing that got Moses in the straits, right? Right. Like I have the stick, I will do the tapping. Yeah. This is the exactly. exact thing that caused Moses' problems. It's it's the reason that that like I, I I always couldn't never get to quite to the bottom why I had a problem with say faith healers, right? Like calling upon God to to heal something is mm-hmm. legit, biblically yeah. legit, <clears throat> right. right? But like. It's because they're not asking, they're telling. Right? They're saying, I have the power to do that. They're trying to own something that belongs to God. They're trying to to own something that belongs to God. And God's prerogative is to do or not do. Right. It's it's his prerogative to do if he wants to do. mm -hmm. Right? But, like, acting as if you represent Yahweh and the things that he's going to do, unless you definitely do, which, uh, obviously, the wind... Is not taking the coronavirus yeah. down, so I would say it is not. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he said, listen to this, he says, uh, it, 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 it's just things that should hit you when people say it, and you're like, ah, that don't make any sense. He says, I blow the wind, wait, wind, almighty strong south wind, heat, burn this thing in the name of Jesus. Satan, you bow your knees, you fall on your face, COVID-19. I blow the wind of God on you. You are destroyed forever, and you will never be back. Thank you, Lord God, let it happen, cause it to happen. The wind of God,
0: it doesn't have to be a fast wind. It doesn't have to be a fast. (laughs) What? Oh, well, good, the Lord says. Thanks, Copeland. (laughs) Lord, if you would like to gently blow your wind upon all of us so that COVID-19 can be eradicated. He says... At the same speed that a vaccine might help. It hates heat. (laughs) It hates humidity. It hates water.
1: It just dies. It's even better. I just heard the Lord say this because I've witnessed it. Oh, come on. It's even better if there is no wind at all. Just enough heat to keep them from killing them people in New York City, he chuckled. What? What?
0: Okay, I didn't even see any of that stuff. That just yeah, makes it, it so much awesome oh, So the, the hardest uh, thing to
1: take in here is like, uh, and, and we, are, we struggle with this, right? Like, there's a good section of Christianity that struggles with platitudes like this uh-huh. when people are, are dying, right? Like, people are sick. People are, are struggling here, right. and you go, uh, the wind of God will destroy this. Well, when? Well, right. when? Like, after it kills, uh, like, my cousin? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to say that, you better be prepared to, like, you cannot... You uh, you can't reconcile everybody's strong opinion against uh, Yahweh or Jesus or Christianity with a platitude, right? And so, like, whatever you thought was comforting out of that, realize if they don't hold God as sovereign or agree uh-huh. that he's good, yep. then your words are
0: not doing anything for them. You sound callous and rude. Yeah, all you're doing is representing a God that very well might not do what you're saying. Like, I, I would, it, it is completely in his power to, to do exactly that. But what you set the situation up for is if that doesn't happen, then it's just further proof that, that he doesn't exist. And it's further proof that he doesn't care and doesn't have that kind of power. And then further example of how Christianity is is, is shown and, and how it's shown by these kind of people. Like, it's ridiculous. All you're doing is breaking down the trust that or the relationship that God could create with this person you are you are setting themselves these people up for failure because all they're going to look at is see you and go, "I can't associate with a God that that says that that's all right so
1: so this I mean th- think about this 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 type of, of situation it, we had this happened a little bit when nine eleven came around right mm-hmm. like this type of situation where big, a big thing happens, and people are like, "Where else do we go what do we go to? What do we turn to for any hope Where are we sourcing our hope out of and and you' it's your duty to try to explain a God that would allow. 9/11 to happen, that would allow the coronavirus to happen, right? And and or the flu for that matter, as far as we're comparing things, right? You know what I'm saying? So so like when you show up and say, "Don't worry, God's got this," from their perspective, they're going, "Got what? What are you even talking about? The coronavirus still exists. People still ran into our our right. buildings with planes. What do you mean, yep. got it? Exactly. You know? And like it's 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 not it's not a there's not a bad time to introduce people to the hope of jesus christ right but there there is a way of approaching it when you try to minimize the thing that's happening to them obviously that jesus is not minimizing it right no. like god's not minimizing the hurt that that person's going to or the fact that we were attacked or the fact that there's a there's a pandemic that are that are making people sick god is not up, upstairs laughing right like he weeps for the world that we live in and and as much as i think franklin graham's a blowhard, uh. Yeah, it is it is a result of a fallen world. God created right. a perfect world, and we cracked it, right? And because of that crack, things happen, yep. like disease and sin and selfishness and whatever, the long list of things that God never intended for his kids, right? But nonetheless, here we are, and God has to say, look, I, I have a way to rescue you out of this, but you have to take it. And so trying to introduce somebody to how to take it while minimizing the thing they're go- that they 're going through completely negates god 's heart that is not god 's heart on them at all or their situation that they 're in and I think that 's the problem with saying things like that or acting in that way is is where where we 're trying to get across the point that God is uh, all knowing all powerful and he does have this under control not once does Jesus minimize the fact that Lazarus died right not one i mean it's specifically called out that on his way to Jerusalem he weeps for for his town that will not Come come back to him. Right. God, he's never minimizing the thing that happened. The guy that said, hey, I got to bury my father. Right. Like and he's like, yeah, look, you got to go let the dead bury their own dead. Right. But like didn't ignore the guy, didn't downplay him, didn't minimize him, just said, this is the thing. Let's do this. Right. And so like it's it's I think it's the tactic that's hard to take when you minimize what people are going through. Then you are not taking God's heart on the situation. Mm hmm.
0: I liken it to the same situation of, of uh, when when my parents passed away. I heard so many people do the whole um, "it's okay, God's got a plan for this, God has a plan for this." I'm literally I'm I'm mourning the death of my parents, and everyone's like, "Just wait till God fixes this. Just wait, He's He's He reigns supreme," and all these different all these statements that that were just service to themselves and not to actually understand where I was coming from. I was. Furious with God. I was furious with him. My dad was a great dude. He just straight up was. I, I, I'm i not trying to exalt him in any way. He just was. And my thought as an 18-year-old that just lost his father to a heart attack, I was like, there are rapists and there are murderers and there are people that are awful that are still running around living. And God decided to take my father. He took my dad with him. And you're going to look me in the face right now and say, oh, God's got a plan for this. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. I, he was a spit... In my face when people would say this stuff. It didn't help me in any way. It helped those people feel like they were doing their good deed for the day. Right. And I'm not saying they weren't in sometimes in the right heart or anything yeah, like that. No, but, yeah, but as like, a whole picture, they don't know what to say. Right, I mean, exactly. They've never yeah, been a eighteen year old their fat
2: yeah, dad. They don't know how to uh, Exactly. Yeah. No, and,
0: and I understand that and I I completely appreciate that and that's fair. And, and I'm still to this day I don't where, make
1: it no better. I mean, you have to let them right. completely off the hook, right? Like Right. I, 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 no, but, there's yeah, right. <laughs>
0: there's grace for it absolutely. It, but the whole thing is we're all feeling this right now. It is okay to understand that we are all going through a traumatic experience. This is something that most of us have never gone through at all in any way, shape, or form. It is traumatic. Things are changing. Our world is being turned upside down. It is okay to go, man, this sucks.
1: Right, it's, crazy. it's
0: all right to just go, dude, this is insane. Christians do not have to be the ones to say, well, God's got this and all this different stuff just by using that statement. Show it. Absolutely show it with your actions, show that we live without fear, and show that we live in a world that is completely ran by our, our God and ran by Yahweh. We show that in our actions, but it doesn't mean that we walk up to strangers and just be like, everything's okay, God's got it. Um,
1: so like, think of it this way, what, what would it be mean to you if someone came up to you in the middle of the street and goes, hey, I know everything's rough here. But Ball has this, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Or Zeus? Zeus has got this yeah. under control. You know, Ra, it. the sun
0: god. Right. He's just got this done. <laughs> don't worry about no, it. it. it Thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even if it's like we, you, just because you know that it's true doesn't mean that people are right. going to hear it the way that you're thinking yeah. it. Uh, and so, like, can you love people enough to not be so arrogant as to say they would hear it how I would hear it? Like people's lives and circumstances right. and events yeah.
0: and things they bring to it. I just don't. Yeah. You know what's a great thing to do right now? Show them that you love them and care for them. Talk to people that may be in a rough spot and ask them if you can help. Whenever I go to the grocery store right now, and I'm not putting myself up in any way, I'm a terrible person. Yeah, here we go. That.
1: Rev it up, Booba. No, I'm, I'm, right a horrible, uh, train. <laughs> I, I'm a horrible
0: person. I'm a horrible person. I lifted up
1: that. the self checkout and I took it. <laughs> and brought it to an old lady in ILT 10. So they could disappear. Ma'am, do you <laughs> need that?
0: this? Oh, man. Thank you, fellas. Uber's got this. I, I actually, I was trying to ramp up to that in a good way, and then it just got broken down. I appreciate that, actually. You know I'm, how great I am. I'm Take a prideful beast. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's, I I actually, whenever I go to the grocery store, I, I, I text at least one person, and I go, is there anything you need at your, your place right now? Anything. Because I'm right by your house, or even if I'm not right by your house, I was thinking about you, and I wanted to make sure if you, if I could stop you from having to make a grocery run to leave your house right now, even if it's just a man, I don't have tomatoes for that salsa I was going to make. Cool. I'm going to grab them real quick. I'll be over. I'll drop them off. I don't have to talk to you. I'll leave them at your front door. Something small. There are so many people who are reaching out to me that way. That's I didn't come up with that idea. Someone did it to me, and then I reciprocated it. So I'm not a good dude. I'm just seeing things that are happening. <laughs> going to dig on that. Mm but i'm doing that because it's an action it's a way to show someone that i care about them rather than going hey man everything sucks right now but yahweh's in control which is a true statement but you're absolutely right then if they don't see it the way that i'm going to see it it's just, it's useless
2: and the the hard part about the current situation is we, we got kind of a, a split in the population where some people are devastated and thinking, man, things are terrible, yes. and <laughs> other people are like, eh, uh, eh I'm fine, eh, you yeah. know, and we kind of talked about that last week. Yeah. Know? Right, yep. But we're having the conversation now, like, we're planning to do a parking lot service on Sunday, and okay. I'm kind of starting to think, yeah, I was going to ask how, how that's been stewing in your mind. I am literally back and forth, <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah. people want to see each other, as long as you follow the rules, and so we won't do communion because we're not going to, you know, keep the right. windows up, you can't come in the building, the doors will be locked. You know all that stuff. Yeah, follow the rules that that, that comply with the governor's thing. Um, but then the neighbors drive by, uh-huh. who are by the way on the way to Walmart. Yep, and they're going to be all mad at us because we're killing everybody uh, because right. we're together. Although we're not, you right. know it, It's the optics, you know.
0: You know, yeah. I thought about you guys because. Uh, so uh, did you guys hear about the scoop the loop night that, that happened? The other night downtown. It, I haven't heard any details. Yeah, there. so I was there. Yeah. I went. Um, so but People it, were getting
2: out, weren't they? Yes.
0: Yeah. So uh, for those of you not in Des Moines, there's a thing called Scoop of the Loop. It's, it's the same thing you've ever heard of in your downtowns. You drive around downtown, and you hang out in your cars, and everybody shows off what they've got. And It was what you did when you were 13 or 16, and you're redoing it at 30, right? Yeah. And so it was a big thing. Like There were probably, I'd say, at least 100 cars there yeah. that were driving around the loop. And hanging out. It was cool. I liked it. I was excited about it. I was driving, and I wasn't, like, speed. I had my seatbelt on. I was making sure I wasn't getting pulled over. Old
2: man's computer. Oh, dude, straight up. It was exactly that. I drive oh, an dear, old. Sir.
0: I drive a crappy car that has dents in it and messed up wheels. It does yep. not look good. I, I was, can't hear NPR with your hooting. I was <laughs> not in su- Yeah, exactly. I was not in the sweet ride at all. But it was so much fun to just kind of be a part of something again yeah. and have some semblance of normalcy that it was a gathering. Yeah. But then people kind of messed with it because there were groups of people outside of their cars and the cops showed up. I was I was very happy that the police were there. Uh, That's my
2: fear. They'll show up here.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, absolutely. On- yes, 100%. doing this. Yep. And like, so even though we were in compliance. police showed up, and they talked to groups of people, and they were pulling people over. And I mean, there's probably, so probably 100 cars, there were probably 10 cops around um, to make sure that everything was fine. And I appreciated that they were there, but like, there were people that ruined it. Yeah. And it was it was fully lighthearted. It was literally somebody that started a Facebook group and went, Yeah, it'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. And so yeah. they made an event and it got shared, you know, twelve thousand times or whatever. And then people went and it was fun. We drove around and we you know, people were cranking up their music and it was it was it was a blast. I liked it. Um but then there were people who ruined it. There were people that were sitting outside of their cars, huge groups of people, probably twenty people plus, and they got in trouble and there are people blasting that event on Facebook, going I can't believe you all are so irresponsible and I can't believe you went. What's it gonna be like if one of your family members dies and I hate you, you're the reason I can't see my father in the hospital, blah blah blah. If you would have just stayed home, uh this would all be done by now, which that's whatever. You are mistaken. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Sorry, there's but there's mistaken. no data that says that what's you cannot in any way claim that. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it was it was supposed to be a lighthearted thing, but then it turned into this disaster and people are completely ripped apart for it right now. And yeah. it's crazy. It stinks that things that are meant to be uh, lighthearted and fun and and just to get some semblance of normalcy for people. Uh. I mean, people that hadn't done that in 20 years were like, yes, I'm going to get my kids together, put them in our minivan, and then go downtown at 630 at night <laughs> and drive around the loop for 20 minutes and have right. fun with it and explain that nostalgic memory to my children. And it was fun for them. But then people had to go and ruin it because they, they were outside and they were messing it up. And so... Yeah. So right just,
2: now we're still planning on yeah. a nine and a ten thirty. But this thing I threw a lot of informal poll uh-huh. on our little group so, so so here's the options. We're gonna do the ten thirty, we're gonna do live stream anyway, right? Yeah. And we're also doing a nine o'clock and a ten o'clock parking lot thing. Here's basic rules. Where do you plan to come to? And it's like right now overwhelmingly live streams. So now I'm like Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I thought, well, if people really, really want to do it. I'm, I'm good. I want to yeah. do it. I want to do this. Yeah. My idea, you know, right? I, 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 well, I mean, I'd not. I, I you know,
0: want to know, do things to I do come it. up with. Well, that's all good, Dan. You it were Easter. the one ones.
1: Who...
2: <laughs> 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 I'm the one who wants to do this.
0: I won't see Easter fail. <laughs> I invented the question mark. Haven't you used it?
2: <laughs> I mean, no, I bought hard. the stuff so we would have it. And uh, but then I don't. Know, I say I go back. It depends on the day. I go right. back and forth. And I'm yeah. like, be, uh, and it's not. It's not out of my fear. I, I have no fear of this. I'm, I'm, I'm just worried of do we ruin the witness
1: yeah
0: right
2: that's all i'm worried about and, and maybe eh, those people don't like you anyway, they don't care anyway you know yeah like i say they're on the way to walmart or they wouldn't even know you were having a
0: right exactly yeah that was the thing people <laughs> that took pictures of all the people out there were the yeah. ones who were out You're there out. yeah <laughs> <laughs> right you right. didn't get that photo so without being there and that's yeah. what i'm
2: trying to process yeah. uh-huh.
1: have you tried have you tried invoking the south wind
0: <laughs> it doesn't have to be a quick wind.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> A it slow can, south it can, wind. <laughs> it can be
0: an encroaching slow south wind.
1: Can
2: we do a god windy? <laughs>
1: hold on. Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to play Oh, yes. It. Really? I, I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it. Can you guys hear anything? And not everybody's wearing headphones. Okay? I got headphones on. Okay. I, it work. I don't know. Try, them, Dan. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay, you all right, Dan can Mike, you're going to have to suffer. I don't care. Okay, uh, here man. we go. I'll do it for you. COVID-19.
0: Yep. COVID-19. <laughs> oh. <laughs> blow! I blow! the wind of God!
2: A wind, wind of, God. of God! Oh! On you! On <laughs> you! You are
1: destroyed forever!
0: You are destroyed
1: forever! He's looking at and the you camera. Never He's not looking back. at the COVID.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's he can get hit more COVID oh, through
0: the airways. <laughs> oh man! Let it happen. Who are those other dudes? Yeah, I was gonna all say, why are those other right dudes right? up there? Oh, they're up there for support. They're agreeing with him. Oh, There's oh, not man. six feet between them ah <sighs> come on man that kills me so many people are ripping uh. now here's the thing i watched
1: i watched kind of an extended clip of that yeah. uh i want to say either today or yesterday or something and like I, I hesitate to even say this out loud that guy feels like demonic to me like yeah p- I, in his eyes yep i just see it and
0: i'm like
2: ah yeah. And and to be fair, people have mocked him for thirty years.
0: No, right, right. Not, this isn't oh, the first really? time okay. they're like,
2: Oh, Kenneth Cole, man, he's finally fallen off. No. He's been doing this stuff.
0: Oh, okay. That I was since aware I was guys. in college. Okay, gotcha. I mean, yeah, he's the this that is was not a new breed. Ago? He's the, the same guy the, he's uh, been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: But <laughs> it just it just it so sniffs the opposite of of right? Yahweh that uh, that it, it feels it's it's manipulation and it's it's lies and it t- it tries to take God's power and put it onto himself and who do you know who does that?
0: Yeah, wasn't he? I think he was also like kind of blown up recently on something because um one of the things he put out in his message was, "Don't you stop tithing? You better not stop tithing. You you better give. You better give more than you ever did before." Because now here is the deal: I agree with that. I agree with that statement. It's just not to him. <laughs> I I absolutely agree with that concept. You should not stop your tithe if you oh, are yeah, yeah, yeah. if you are unemployed right now. You don't stop your tithe. If you're getting any kind of income, you don't stop your tithe. It's about yeah, you do that, but like coming from him, it just hit me wrong. It was weird because he was just like, "Jesus is in control." Agreed. You don't stop your tithe. Agreed. You keep going. Agreed. Him? No, <laughs> no. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Someone's got to.
1: Someone's got to keep him looking like a vacuum salesman.
0: <laughs> I just, oh man, I just it killed me.
1: I'm like, come on, hey, man. Here, let me let me to this. T- and like, uh, you see a guy like that talking, and he gives you the wheelies. Turn him off. Turn them off. Yeah, agree. I mean, the I whole I, here's the thing. If you don't think the Holy Spirit deals in willies, you're mistaken. <laughs> the Holy Spirit deals in willies. <laughs> I've led, there've been. Can occasions. you please say
0: heebie-jeebies? Hey, <laughs> no. we've
1: had we've had that occasion uh, when we were running the show. Yes, we've had people yeah. in here and like you're, and we're looking yeah. around and we're like, boy, this don't feel right. And it wasn't yeah. words necessarily that people were saying. And I, I couldn't tell you anything specific. That, I mean, stuff that might felt a little bit wonky. But, like, just as a whole, we're like, that guy's never coming back.
2: <laughs> I have I have a confession to make. I, okay. think, I think this is a good time to, to do this. Okay, oh, I'm excited. Because uh, this goes back to probably 1983. Oh, wow. no. He had an, an LP, an album out, and he had a song, Blow the Trumpet in Zion. And I bought the, the album, the full length album, because uh-huh. it had that song on it, and I could <laughs> listen to it in my dorm room yeah wait that dude yeah yeah wait he's a
0: singer well
2: he sure thought so (laughs) (laughs) hey I mean, he, hey, that's the best answer. Sing, that's back swaggered. He'd sing, and then he'd get up and preach, and he did the same thing. I mean, no, he sold right. an album to Dan. Yeah, that's right. It was at the bookstore. Yeah, and Dan was <laughs> a discerning <laughs> a gentleman at the time. Google it. <laughs> blow the zion, blow the trumpet in Zion. Kenneth Copeland.
0: I'm gonna see if I can find I it. I was gonna You'll say we gotta figure it. out if we and can add that to our rotation. It
2: seems like there's clouds. I remember. I yeah. probably yeah. still have the album. You say
0: it was a picture of him? No, no, no. Oh, I thought he like put himself as an angelic figure. Blow
2: the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Oh, wow. That was great. Was, I hope it that, sounded though. like that. It definitely, yeah, it's been a few years since I heard it. Dan, it's all good. You guys and, will love
1: it. You're a phenomenal singer. I, was, I mean, I'm willing to Amazon Music it on the way home. Just check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check Although, this out. Here's the thing. I never understood like, the televangelist gig. Um, like I've seen what, what pastors do on a pretty regular basis. and like, I mean, what a horrible way to make money. You know what I'm saying? But it, like but it's millions.
0: If you're, I, it's millions.
2: If, but
1: if you're not in it, if you're not in it for the for the for the hope of Jesus Christ, I yeah. just I just feel like if you have any any heart at all, it would be draining and defeating and like I, I mean I don't think you can actually be a shepherd of people uh, without Jesus. I don't know how you do it. Like yeah. it's just a nonstop barrage of a cracked world all the time. And his solution I shouldn't say that I don't know the man, but like. Uh, maybe the televangelist uh normal solution is to fix it with money. Right? Yeah. Give yep. me money or you'll get money or somehow well, that's money. It's a sign of your faith. It's a, it's a somehow money. And
2: I've
1: never seen I've never seen that be true. I've I've only seen money ruin people. I've yeah. never seen it, it, it impress upon them or add to them. Right? I've seen people do great things with money. Uh but I've never seen it take a situation that they're in and turn it around. Ever. Not one time. Yeah, yeah we right. heard that, Ben. I can't. I'm sorry. I don't. I I want the original. I don't want. I don't want the Gaither Vocal Band. Oh no! I no. want to see Ken Copeland knocking it out of the park. I'm gonna oh, keep. Man, it. That's, I'll, that's I'll that's find awful. it. It's there. It's yeah, there. It's there. <laughs> Trust me. All right. All right. Anyway, it's a classic. That's. I mean,
0: what was the album cover, Dan? Um, him blowing a trumpet.
2: It was either him blowing a trumpet, or there might have been some clouds. I could be mixing a couple up. It though. was
0: a cloud blowing a trumpet.
2: Yeah. It was very confusing.
0: I could. I could get down on. It was that. more impressionist. Okay.
2: Um. So I was
1: I've been I I had to get out and about this week. So I oddly, I I normally work from home. Well, not normally. I've mean, most of the time I work from home like 60% of the time. And so when the when the thing happened uh and I had to work from home all the time, I didn't feel like it was going to be a big deal. And for the most part I've been home, but a couple like uh IT technical things have happened to uh to me over the last a uh, week and so I had to go out. Uh I had to drive into work. And so uh I was in there Friday. Last Friday I had to drive into work. And I, I thought it was odd. Like I expected to go downtown and to, for it to be dead. Has anybody been out and about? Mike, have you been out and about? Oh yeah. Yep. Like, and I expected downtown to be dead. It was not. No. was not nothing dead anywhere. No. No. There was. I mean, there are all kinds of people out. And for the life of me, I thought like they don't work down here. Like, there's some people that are working downtown, but realistically, most of downtown is, is not working. Right. Um, and so it was. It was just. It was just super odd. So anyway, uh, I, I have to take around a corner to go into the parking garage or whatever. I turn up and like there's this there's this line there's this line of people. Oh, oh you found it! Oh, oh! it
2: is this picture of him?
1: Oh my! Oh, yes, indeed. Boy, that's he. Looks he like John Travolta. I don't know how to take him in. <laughs> he does not look like John Travolta. Yeah, he does like a grease. No. Yeah, grease lightning. No. Spirit Wind.
0: Is the that is not <laughs> Danny wind. Zuko. It is called Spirit he's Wind. He's been talking about oh, Spirit man. Wind forever. I wish it was him in an action shot going. <laughs> <a githy. laughs> oh, what do you think he <laughs> practiced that? 1983? Yes, yeah. he practiced that. No, he practiced doing it in the mirror. That <laughs> had to be
2: ad libbed. Mm. I feel like oh, that was. He's been doing ju- it for so many years. I mean, the he, Spirit Wind?
0: Well, apparently, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: He does that technique oh, forever. Oh, man. Then. He does it at home when that's there's crumbs tra- on the dinner a room on the diner table. The south
0: wind that's hot because it's not the north cold wind of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we've heard about the four winds.
1: Uh, anyway, so I, I was I was downtown and th- but I saw a line uh, going to like like it was for the food court and I thought there's no way all these people are waiting for food. I don't know what they're doing down here. And so uh, I, I kind of peeked over the railing and I heard people talking. And uh, kind of gathering around this food court So I, I took the elevator downstairs to see whether the, like, the food court was open or whatever And it turns out like everything's closed it's, But all these people were gathering because there was a rumor That the Pope was in town And I said I don't know no why way. I don't know why the Pope would be around during the COVID I've seen him teaching out on the deal But it sounds like it's easier for him to travel Because <laughs> with all the people uh, Hidden away in their houses They can't see the Pope mobile make a break for it Where normally <laughs> the Pope goes anywhere And the people have a good eye on him so anyway, he likes to find respite here in, in the middle part of the United States uh, where there's plenty of distance between folks. But the, the rumor on the street was is that he was, uh, was going to land in Altoona. And so I asked him, well, where? I said, I mean, I'd like to take it in and just to see. It's, a, it's an experience. It's like seeing Obama, you know. And so I take it in and it tells me where it's going to go. And I'll, I'll be doggone if it wasn't Boova's house. He's going to Boova's apartment. Yeah. And, uh, and so the, the, the problem is, is those, all those people in the food court followed him out there. Uh, because they wanted to see, hey, man, is the Pope going to come out and speak something to us? We're, we're worried in this, this land of COVID. And so uh, Boova now ultimately has to deal with these people hanging outside of his uh, apartment complex. And so, I mean, what would you tell him, Boova?
0: Um, so I, I talked to him about loving their enemies mm-hmm. is what I did, Ben. Okay. Um, that, that whole concept of loving your enemies has, has hit me really hard recently. Like, super hard. Um, and it, it, it kind of came to a spearhead for me the last couple of days more than I ever thought it would. Because I, I just I don't have enemies, I guess. Like, I just don't. I don't really have people that are against me. And if I do, they, I just don't care. And so it doesn't really bother me at all, usually. So it's not really a thing. But there are a couple people in my life that, like, sometimes they are just straight up at odds against me and are, are just 100% enemies. And so... I found myself in a spot recently. Uh, the last couple of days, uh, this guy that I know has just been a complete jerk to me—just absolute jerk to me. And unfounded, he's just in a rough spot, and he's angry about some stuff in his life, and he's just got—he's got a lot going on. And and I get it; I understand where he's coming from. But like, he's just a jerk sometimes, right? And like, I can't stand that. I I, I want to care about the guy, but I just can't stand that sometimes. And so. Um, yesterday I, I, I had to help him for a couple things and I just, I wasn't happy about doing it, but I did it. Um, and it was whatever. And the whole time he was just angry and making backhanded comments and just was, was upsetting me quite a bit. And like, it really upset me to the point where like, I didn't really want to talk to him anymore. And so I left the place and, and went about my day and then today rolls around and I just couldn't get him off my mind. Like I could not stop thinking about him. And I'm just like, why is this dude in my head? Why am I thinking about this guy? And it wasn't like I was angry and was seething about it. Like, I can understand that. I'm, I'm a pretty big schmuck, and so most of the time it wouldn't surprise me if I was just like, man, I'm going to think about this dude for a while because I can't stand him, and it just kind of fuels my hate fire to sit here and think about him, right? But so I, I kept thinking about him, I'm like, there's a reason this dude's stuck on my brain. There's a reason this dude is here. i, I got to figure this out. And so I, I, I kind of made up a weird situation where I, I went over to his place. Um, and I asked him if I could use his his kitchen, because I said that I had to come to the show tonight, um, and I didn't have time to run home and make myself anything, and I needed to get some food in me, and so I couldn't just grab fast food because that's not a whole deal, so I got I got to get stuff right.
1: Wait a minute, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt the story, but how I mean, how close are you to this cat? Is this is this come off like a really odd request to him? Probably. No, it doesn't come off as an odd request. Okay,
0: I, I'm pretty close to him, um, and so I showed up and I I cooked myself just some scrambled eggs real quick and. He was he was being fine with me. He wasn't really upsetting me. He wasn't angry, um, but I could tell that it kind of was ready to turn at any moment. Um, and he kept he kept mentioning his dishes, like he was upset that his dishes weren't done. Okay, and so I'm like, well, okay. And he goes, and my lady's gonna do them because I've done them. He goes, I've done them the last seven times. I go, all right. Well, it's a good thing that you're keeping count. That's that's a good start to the whole situation. Especially if you want to alleviate the stress, just keep track. That's a good uh-huh, idea. Uh-huh. Um, and he goes, I just—it's a pain in the butt to to wheel out the dishwasher and like hook it up because it's a portable dishwasher. They've got to hook up, and I'm like, why don't you just hand wash the dishes? And he goes, it just—it's—it's it's too much sometimes. And I, that's when he said, I've done it the last seven times. And I'm like, all right, dude, don't worry about it. And he goes, uh, I'm sorry, she should have done that by now. I'm just—and he's just he's just angry and spiteful in his talk. And so I'm just like, I know this dude. I know his heart. And I know that he's a good guy when he wants to be. And a lot of the times there's just stuff going on in his brain that just does not allow him. I'm not making excuses for him, but he, he's a schmuck. But sometimes it's just like his brain just takes over and will not allow him to be in a good place. And so I recognize that sometimes when dishes pile up, it gets really overwhelming. Like, it, it, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a place where like dishes like straight up piled up like bad Part of my depression at one point in time was like I, any menial task I just would not do. I had I had, it was oh too overwhelming and just not doing it was way easier than even trying to do one dish specifically for dishes for me for a long time, and it was overwhelming. It was it was debilitatingly overwhelming to the point where I would like I would cry uh, sitting at the foot of my bed at night, not being able to sleep and thinking to myself, "Why can't I just go into my kitchen?" If I literally just take the fact that I can't sleep right now, walk in, and do dishes, it'll be fine. I can get them done. It'll take 30 minutes. I could not do it. My brain, my depression would not allow for it. It was winning. And so I saw saw the reflection of that in this situation. And I saw that in both of them. And it was like both of them were defeated. They defeat each other a lot, him and his wife. And... I could tell that this was this was a thing between the both of them. It had piled up. It wasn't just a day. It was it was a bit. And so I literally I just looked at it. And I'm just like, I have to do these dishes. I have to. I cannot leave here tonight without doing these dishes. And my my immediate brain thought was, I'm so angry at him still. I do not want to do these freaking dishes. Like I don't want to do anything for. I don't want to serve him. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. This dude was a jerk to me yesterday. Not 24 hours ago was a total jerk to me. I don't want to do this. But then it hit me again. I'm like, he's been on my mind all day. And now I'm here. And now I have the opportunity to do something. I could just serve him. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I'm not going to tell him I'm doing it. I'm not going to go, hey, man, did you see it? I'm literally just going to let him sit on his butt, watch his TV show, and, and let his lady do her thing. And I'm just going to do the dishes. And so I sat there for like an hour and a half and I did dishes. And like, it sucked. I didn't want to do it, but, like, I knew I had to. I knew there was a reason for it. And so they both were they they were getting upset about it with each other. They were like, this should have been done. They were embarrassed and all this different stuff. I'm like, guys, just just get over here real quick, please. And they walked over, and I'm like, I want you to know this is not a thing. This is not a thing to get upset about. This is not a thing to be embarrassed about. You don't have to get angry with one another that it's gotten to this point. And you don't have to get mad at, at yourself because you haven't done it. I'm not doing this with the expectation of calling you out. It has nothing to do with shaming you in this situation. I love both of you. I care for both of you. And I recognize how overwhelming this can be. You've got a family. You've got boys here. You've got a family that's staying home longer than they ever have. There are so many outside stressors right now that it's making this just seem like an impossible thing. It's okay. Stop freaking out. Go sit down. Watch your show. I'm going to keep doing this. If I ask you a random question, it'll probably be, where do I put this dish away? But that's it. I'm not trying to bring it back up to make it seem like, oh, it's such a big deal. It's not. It's freaking dishes. Let me do it. And so I did it. And I got like three quarters of the dishes done. But like you you, you can see the sink now. The sink was completely cleaned out. All the stuff that I didn't get to was at least soaking in hot water. So that when they did do it, because they said to me, well, she's going to be doing it tonight anyway, so don't worry about it. I'm like, well, forget that. I'm just going to get it done. So the whole time, they were like, are you doing the dishes? And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm making room so I can wash my dishes that I made when I made my dinner tonight. And they're like, oh, shut up. I'm like, no, I just, I needed to make room. So I figured I might as well just do these dishes. <laughs> and so I get done with them. It's whatever. And I and I, I say to them, I love you. Again, don't let this be a shameful thing. This was not about pointing it out. And it's not about sitting here and feeling bad about it. It has nothing to do with. With anything besides the fact that I love you both, I recognize that this sucks. I know everything is overwhelming right now, and it literally feels like the world's on fire. Now you don't have to worry about the dishes. It's one thing you don't have. I can't clean everything. I can do this. I love you. And I walked out. And I didn't ask for thank you. I didn't sit there and wait for it. I literally just walked out, got my car, drove straight here. And so... Not to make it selfish, but I feel amazing that I just listened (laughs) at the fact that something was calling me to just do that. I did not want to do it. I'm not a cool dude because I did dishes. I just felt like God was tugging at me just doing, hey, man, you need to be here for this dude for a second and just be around him and show him you love him. And it's funny because him and I have had a past that's just been riddled with, I mean, just loathful stu- loathsome stuff that we've said to each other and mean, vicious comments back and forth. We've said some of the meanest things to one another and did some of the meanest things to each other, and that's not how it should be. But, like, it was just... It was this moment where I was like, just stop. Take a step back. Realize that he's angry for a reason. you You recognize what that's like. Just love him. Serve him for a second and love him. That's all you have to do. And don't make it a big deal. Just walk away. And... It, it was such a freeing and peaceful thing for me that it helped kind of calm the storm in my brain where I was angry and I was I was mean and I was upset about yesterday and instead of getting more upset about it like I usually do I just decided I was like forget it man I'm going to go serve him and love him like how can I do that and then and just deal that and the anger went away it went it it, it disappeared entirely I don't even remember what all was said on Sunday I don't care it's, it's gone. And like, that was a blessing to me because it was going to, it was going to ruin my week if I just sat there and just, I, I just festered on this angry situation that I was in. It was only going to bring me pain by continuing to go over it. And instead, I just decided to do what I needed to do and love him, even though I didn't want to. And even though I wanted to be angry in, in, in the back of my mind, sometimes I'm like, whatever, it's done. And so. I, I I'm not. I, there's nothing more than that that I'm going to tell you. I you you everyone who's read the love your enemies. I'd take a step back and read it again. <laughs> I, I would I would really go through it and recognize that uh, love is rarely anything but an action word when it's talked about in the Bible. It's just it's not a word that's usually representing a feeling. It's more representing something you're doing or an action. Uh, it's one of those things that you you show, and if you take that into consideration, where Loving your enemies is not the concept of not hating them. Because I think that's what a lot of people think. A lot of people think, as long as I don't actively hate my enemies, I'm fine. And as long as I don't actively hate the people that that hurt me, I'm fine. And even if I go as far as to sometimes pray for them, but it's kind of in a half-hearted way where I'm like, you know, David asked for smiting his enemies a lot. I think I can do that in this situation, can't I, Father? Love them with actionable things. And recognize that, Jesus is asking you to do that. I mean, he's telling you to do it because it's, it's right. But there's also blessing for you in that. There, there's things that benefit you for that. And don't do it for the benefit for you, but realize that, that God is asking for you to do something that he knows is for your good. Loving your enemies is a part of that. Actionably working and serving someone that you may be upset about or you may be angry at or may have hurt you in the past or hurt you recently, whatever it looks like. There is joy for both of you on the other side of that transaction in a beautiful way. And having actually taken a step back and and did it to an extent for the first time in my life, I'm very thankful that I did. And I'm really thankful that God didn't take him off my mind at all today. And it turned into something I was able to do. And so, love your enemies the way that you you really are supposed to. Get off my lawn. Get off of his lawn. Yeah, it's a tough
1: role. Loving your enemies is a tough role. Yeah. It's because it's all, um, it's all risk. It, and often very little chance of reward. Like, that's why you call Like, if you think you can get a return from someone, it's it's not just be you do things because you love people and you care about them want to show them. It's because there's very little personal risk to you to do it. Yeah. They're likely to receive it well. They're not going to be mad. They're not going to take it wrong. It's not likely to introduce drama into your life to serve people who you like and who like you back. Um, There is a lot of risk in trying to serve your enemy because not only uh, does it not, they don't receive it well, it also doesn't help any situation and probably even creates worse for you. There's a lot of risk in it. And so a lot of times I think we misunderstand that we, hey, I don't want to serve my enemy because I don't like them. A lot of times we don't want to serve our enemy um, because there's a lot of personal risk of it not helping. And making things worse because of how they might perceive what you're trying to do. And you're like, boy, is it all right to, I mean, what if it stirs the pot? And Buva's story is a real good one because, right, it had, it had that very much had that risk of stirring the pot. Hey, Buva's in there shaming us by doing our dishes. Right. Right, And so um, I, I think this, if this, if this is, should not be a surprise in the Christian life, and it often is, but it shouldn't be, uh, it costs something. It costs something to serve your enemy. It does, and it puts you at risk. It puts you at risk that someone will misunderstand you. It puts you at risk that they will be offended by your prayers, by your service, by your intent to to show them uh, grace and mercy and love. Like, your enemy may respond poorly to that because the assumption generally is that you are not – you just don't find them your enemy. They don't care for you either. <laughs> and so um, I, I think just recognizing that, like, yeah, is there some risk involved? Of course. Um, but you're going to do it anyway. And you're going to let chips fall where they may. Because you can't control all that. You can control how you treat other people. You cannot control how they react. And if they react poorly, it doesn't speak any differently of you. Just like it doesn't speak... If it spoke crappily of Jesus, for all the jerks that he had mercy on, Jesus himself would have a very bad reputation. (laughs) Right? Even just on my docket. And so, that's the thing. Jesus goes, yeah, I'm willing to be associated with with Ben and Bova... even though someone might see it wrong. And I'm going to show them mercy even when they don't deserve it, even when someone go, look at that sucker. Or like, how dare you offer me the mercy? Jesus goes, yeah, I'm offering it anyway uh, because you need it, whether you realize it or not you need it. And so I I think that's the thing is that like it's not not just as simple as how do I not hate this person? Um, It's recognizing that it will cost you something to love someone who hates you and who you otherwise, uh, and it runs risks. And Jesus says you're going to take him anyway because that's what I would have done for you. In fact, that is what I did for you. And so that's how you show me to the world is you act in ways that they often don't understand. And some people will reject and some people will overreact. And for some people, it'll take time. It'll take the 10th time you wash the dishes. Like, what's really going on here? And you're like, the same thing that well, the first time. Right. It's always the same thing. It hasn't changed. What, what's your agenda? I don't have one. And it, it's the thing. It's 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 hard to believe. It's hard for people to take in. It takes breaking through exteriors. And so, um, yeah, I like it. You ever got you fellas ever had had that experience? where you've you've intended to try to make something right with your enemy, and either it's gone swimmingly or backfired completely <laughs> yeah, backfired mm-hmm. yep, yeah we're electric in here yeah. what tell me <laughs> tell me the story, I don't have a story. it just happened, I just call it vague feeling,
2: <laughs> <laughs> not my Pope's all advice, Ben Dan, do you remember the story i i I mean yeah i- I can think of like a handful of people in Atlantic when we lived there um we we went to a a rural setting church um you know with the piano and organ and and uh old-fashioned style of everything and started kind of transitioning it in the mid 90s early 90s to more contemporary and we, we tried to take slow steps so not to like step on people but but still there's some you know it just it just rubbed some people wrong uh, I- including small groups you, you just don't choose small groups that's taken them out of the church building that's evil and we were destroying the church and and um a handful a small yep. handful thought and and so there there were probably three families that that were just just hated me i mean hated me um you know i tried to meet with them hey let's get together. And just, i just want to pray for you once a week can we just meet you know next time we'll just pray and they did it for three weeks or so. And then they just like found reasons not to, you know, and yeah, you try to be extra kind and, and, uh, you know, but, but, but those particular people, it just never worked. And, uh, so I finally just kind of prayed and said, okay, God, this isn't working. And I, I kind of release these, let them go, which is kind of a weird prayer. But, like, all, all of a sudden, one was transferred out of town, and another just decided to move. And, I mean, I like, it's like, it's kind of weird. I've had prayers like that periodically, probably three or four times in my life, where where I just kind of release someone. And then, like, they just suddenly decided to go. I mean, it's just weird. One's a gr- one was a girlfriend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike, I know what you're thinking. You can't pray to release me, and I'll leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Lord, we release people. <laughs> I use the wind and everything. <laughs>
2: but i tried i tried everything you know i probably tried for two or three years i mean it wasn't like just i tried once or twice and uh i mean i i you could you could see them taking notes and looking at each other during during like a church service like like oh man they would listen to tapes afterwards try to catch me in words you know and and i was just like boy you guys are children here i mean like uh, you know take it to the tape (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. and uh you, you know you just try not to let it bother you it's like well i'm gonna just keep doing my thing and uh that's when I learned to really invest in prayer and fasting. Really, honestly, <laughs> that was the high spiritual time in my life. Uh, to let God worry about it, not me. But it's hard to do that. Um, yeah. To let God worry about it, and uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose
1: it reinforces the point, right? Like, that you can, you can do what you can do. Yeah. And like, it does mean you do extend. You put yourself in situations where you try to make things right, where you try to serve and love. And like, some people are going to receive it, some people not. But like, that risk is something you do have to take because it's the risk Jesus took on you. Mm-hmm. All right, thank Boo. All right, you're listening to live from the path. Uh, all right, boys, uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna hit three stalwarts in a row. I'm gonna tell. I got. to found a joke. We're gonna do a quiz on the crucifixion of Jesus, given it's uh, apropos here on Easter season, and then Mike's got some advice on dear life from the path. Yeah, we're gonna play the hits. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I'm gonna. I get one, and then I'm gonna give you the option of two uh, two uh, titles, and you guys get to pick the second joke. Joke one. Every year, Smitty and his wife, Martha, went to the state fair. And every year, Smitty would say, Martha, I'd like to ride in that there airplane. And every year, Martha would reply, I know, Smitty, but that airplane co- ride costs $10, and $10 is $10. This one year, Smitty and Martha went to the fair, and Smitty said, Martha, I'm 71 years old. If I don't ride that airplane this year, I may never get another chance. Martha replied, Smitty, that their airplane ride costs $10, and $10 is $10. The pilot overheard them and said, folks, I'll make you a deal. I'll take you both up for a ride. If you can stay quiet for the entire ride and not say one word, I won't charge you. But if you say one word, it's ten dollars. Smitty and Martha agreed, and up they went. The pilot performed all kinds of twists and turns, rolls and dives, but not a word is heard. He even does a nosedive, pulling up fifteen feet above the ground, but still not a word. They land and the pilot turns to Smitty. By golly, I did everything I could to think of to get you to yell out, but you didn't. Smitty replied, Well, I was gonna say something when Martha fell out, but ten dollars is ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible <laughs> <laughs> This was under the heading Old folks jokes Yep <laughs> Clean old folks jokes Alright uh, You got the choice between Chocolate peanuts and kiss the frog Kiss the frog Okay Boob yeah. is the first one of the First one of the barn two, two old guys are playing tennis At one point the ball rolls into the, some bushes And when one of the players goes to retrieve it He is confronted by a frog Claiming to be a beautiful princess Who has been turned into a frog By a mischievous wizard if the player will kiss her, the frog assures him she will revert to her natural princess state and marry him, and they'll both live happily ever after. The player pockets the frog and returns to the game. After a bit, the frog inside the player's pocket croaks, Sir, did you forget about me? I'm this beautiful princess, turned into a frog, if you kiss me, and so forth. To which she receives the reply, Dear Lady Frog, I will be completely honest with you, I have reached the age at which I would rather have a talking frog than a new wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
1: Hey, I, I muted laughed at that Boova guffawed and really had a rolling go at it. Yeah. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, ready? Um, so I chose this uh, the Jesus crucifixion quiz. So the the score is uh, average score sixty nine percent, boys. Let's see if we see what we can do. Crucifixion of Jesus. Okay, here we go. Number one, where was Jesus crucified? The Mount of Olives, Golgotha, Jerusalem, the Hinman Valley or Hinnan Valley go Uh What did they offer Jesus to drink as he was crucified? Sour wine. Yeah, uh, stagnant water, grape juice, communion wine, vinegar mixed with gall. Vinegar mixed with gall. Yeah. Vinegar, all. vinegar and gall. Communion wine, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's not Wilch's. <laughs>
1: I mean, they'd have to be using the stuff he used the day before. <laughs> you forgot your wine. Uh, when they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Which prophet prophesied that this would happen? Isaiah, David, Jeremiah, Daniel. Oh, Isaiah. I'm going Isaiah as well. Dan squinting as if he can see better. <laughs> no, 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 no. Th- no, it's, it's David because it's a psalm. Remember, it's it's yeah, the same it is, one where it right. says uh uh they Why have you forsaken me. Yeah, same one. The sing, the yep. sing song. Yep, King the David. Alright. In what language was the superscription written that was placed above Jesus that said Jesus the King of the Jews? Hebrew.
0: Superscription?
1: Yeah. Uh Hebrew. Greek, oh. Latin, Hebrew, all of the above. Oh. All of the above. Yeah, all of the above. At least Hebrew for sure. Uh <laughs> Inri, that that's um that's Latin? I don't know. Um, yeah, I thought Pilate wrote it in three different. Yeah. So everybody knew. Okay. How many other people were crucified with Jesus? <laughs> two. We are not told. Many, one, or
2: two. Two. Well, there's seven animals in the Now, wait a arc. minute.
1: <laughs> it doesn't say how many dudes were up there. He only spoke to two of them. Yeah, well, I mean, you only could two, be. two dudes locally. I
0: suppose that's a valid point. I'm still right. thinking it's two. Now,
1: th- it this doesn't two. tend to hinge on a technicality. Because like it wasn't, it's not mentioned. But like he did talk to two people, at least. So why I, would I, Jesus not have talked to the others? I would. Hey, you, <laughs> you want <on> the end? <laughs> I never did like you. <laughs> you want in this paradise or what? Uh, well let's let's go with two. And we'll, – uh, if we shame on us. Or maybe are the there answers? Uh, we are not told many, oh, many one or one two. Or two. Uh, yeah, actually, the presence of we are not told and many both would be the same thing. For me? Yeah, it, it has to be two. So it's got to be two. Okay. Which group of people said, if he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him? The chief priests, the scribes, the elders, all of the above. I
2: think it's all the
1: above. Isn't there just one chief priest? I mean, Isn't I, the I technically two, priest, two I kind of two. Um, they I'll, don't tend to list three, though. But if either it's got to be one. It, yeah, I think it's all of the above. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Ooh, how many hours of darkness were there when Jesus hung on the cross? Six. Is that from, or was it three
2: to six? Three to nine. I, th- I think six it's three. Nine.
1: It's two, three, four, or five.
2: Oh. That's three.
1: Three. Three. Yeah, let's go with three. After Eight. Two, three. After Jesus died, what supernatural event took place? Earthquake. Terror. <laughs> <laughs> people risen open. from the grave? Is that what they're looking for? Okay, yeah. that, then it's going to be all the above. It's, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to the bottom. There was an earthquake. Graves opened and many people... Yeah. Uh, dead people rose and that went into the city. Should be a personality quiz. What's the fir- what's the, what's the first supernatural event? <laughs> Didn't we event all that comes come up with mind? something different? <laughs> uh, yeah, Boo was like earthquake. Dan's like dead people are walking about.
0: <laughs> Mike's you. like there's a tear in a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to fix the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> That's total Type A personality. <laughs> uh,
1: number nine. How did the people who were watching Jesus respond to the events that happened at his death? They are swallowed up in the earth and died. <laughs> They are bemused and said among themselves what an amazing coincidence it was.
0: Bemused. That was not (laughs) mentioned. They were greatly
1: afraid and said, truly, this was the Son of God, or we are not told. See. See. Yeah, this was okay. 10. Which psalm gives a first-person account of the crucifixion? Psalm 119, 117, 22, or 23? I think that's 119. I think so. I think that's the one we were talking about earlier. Wait, what? One nineteen. No? Uh, yeah, it's, it's David speaking, but like that—that's what co- that's gives a, a
0: first-person account of the crucifixion.
1: Uh, yeah, it contains the the it connects the crucifixion back to things why have like. You forsaken me? Yep. Why I... have you forsaken me? They divided my clothes. Psalm
0: one nineteen is all about uh, the Lord's laws and precepts and His ways and stuff like that, isn't it? Because that was Psalm one nineteen. One nineteen is the psalm that uh, uh, they used to teach the alphabet. Oh yeah. is that the giant one? Yeah, the Psalm 19 is the longest one, it's the one where it's like, "Lord, how great are your precepts? How good are your ways that you've given them to me?"
1: Um, is um, it 22? Yeah,
0: it's, not it's tw- 23. It's not 23. It's, it's 22.
1: 17 or 22? It's 22. Maybe it's 22.
0: Okay, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. 119 is the long one yeah, that has what, like the that's 23, right. 23
1: stanzas. That's right. Well, sniff's right. Let's go. Okay, let's go. 22. Busey boovo rescues 22. 11. Who owned the tomb where Jesus was buried? Josephus. Joseph of Arimathea. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, Josephus, wasn't he the scholar? Uh, a
0: book, you, know. <laughs> you, should,
1: you should squint again, Dan.
0: <laughs> you should see if you could read the book of Jeremiah when you, sprint,
1: when you squint. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be Josephus in the no. Greek. I'm going to give it to Dan.
2: That's <laughs> what his friends called him. <laughs> Joseph of Arimathea. He and I go back. Yeah. Okay,
1: here we go. We think we have it right. Let's see what happens. Where was Jesus crucified? We said Golgotha. That was correct. What did they offer Jesus to drink as he was crucified? We said vinegar mixed with gall. That was correct. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Which prophet prophesied this would happen? We said King David. That is correct. Uh, In what language was the superscription written that was placed above Jesus that said Jesus, the king of the Jews? We said all of the above. That is correct. How many other people were crucified with Jesus? We said two. That is correct. Which group of people said if he be the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him? We said all of the above. That was correct How many hours of darkness were there when Jesus hung on the cross? We said three That is correct After Jesus died, what supernatural event took place? We said all of the above That was correct Question nine How did the people who were watching Jesus respond to the events that happened in his death? We said they were greatly afraid And said truly this was the Son of God That was correct Question ten: Which psalm gave a first-person account of the crucifixion? Buva came in from left field and saved it with Psalm twenty-two, and that was correct. Yeah. And who yeah. owned the tomb where Jesus was buried? We said Joseph of Arimathea, and that was correct. Nailed Bam. it, boys! Hundred percent. Well done, fellas. Nicely oh. done. What do you think? It was, so, if normal people are getting sixty-nine, you think it's the, it's the David psalm. questions? It's the Old Testament stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, all right. And then a few guys guessed Josephus <laughs> at the <laughs> end the
0: there. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Josephus, right. I think I met him before. Wasn't <laughs> he from Arkansas
1: of the yeah of the Arkansas Josephus?
0: Jo- Josephus of Arkansas. <laughs> All
1: right, Mike. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, okay. Here we go. Dear, <laughs> live from the path. I have a friend who is an alcoholic. I met her when we first moved here five years ago. At that time, I wasn't aware of her drinking problem. Over the years, it has become very apparent. I have yelled at her, shown deep concern for her, threatened rehab, begged her to get help, etc. She calls me late in the evening, rambling on about ridiculous things, repeating the same stories over and over, crying, claiming she's having panic attacks and all sorts of other health ailments that are most likely caused by her drinking. Mm-hmm. I am at my wit's end with her. She's a good person and has a good heart, but I know I can't save her because she's already stated she will never stop drinking. How do I manage to keep my own sanity? Mm. I sometimes feel like I enable her by not calling her out on all her excuses for her problems when I know well they're all because of
0: the drinking. Can I can I go heavy on this for a second? Yeah, go ahead, Boo. Addiction comes from trauma. That's where it comes from. It just that's that's what happens. It is it is constantly shown over and over again that these kind of things are deep seated. It is not just that she likes the taste of wine. That is not what happens. Something is happening that she is she is compensating for she's trying to forget she's trying to get away from her personality scares her her thoughts scare her from when she's not drunk or drinking you have to come at this from a place that you understand those thought processes and if you can't get her to someone that can and back away because you will hurt her more and more and more with these thought processes where how do you keep your sanity seriously. I mean, I get it. It's frustrating. There's nothing about it that isn't frustrating. But if you can't come at this with love, you can't come at this.
1: I mean, I th- that seems unfair to Booba. I, like, I don't think that you have any ind- indication that she didn't come at this with love. She's dealing with someone who is continuing to harm and, and hurt themselves over and over again with this thing. What was her and, list? And is not able to do anything about it. It doesn't feel like she's making progress.
0: I have yelled at her. I have threatened rehab. I listen to her ridiculous stories. I mean that, So just this be, is all language to me that uh, sounds like someone that's just upset about this addiction. Nah, bova, it, I think it, That's what it sounds like. I to think him, you man. need
1: to be careful here because, like, your sympathy lies with the person who has the problem. I understand that. Um, of course, the, the person who is on the other side of it doesn't implicitly know how to deal with it either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Yeah. Agreed. You, agree. you we, know what I'm saying? So, so like, if it's someone, if someone says to themselves, uh, "Hey, how can I help? I, I need to," like, they may not. You're to the point that you're making. Um, I, I think is something that you ha- that has to be made And that most people may not connect At the beginning right so like what she What is in her mind feels like help Isn't but she doesn't know that You understand She's dealing with a fresh situation too Because she's not struggling with these same things It's harder to ask sympathy from the person Who otherwise has the addiction but just like This came up in a Pope style advice before Where it's like I think you have to recognize that the people Dealing with folks who have addiction Haven't gone through that either it is much harder for them to understand what's going on. And so I, I, the, my only caution here is not that you're not saying things that aren't true, but I would be cautious about putting the full grace bucket on the person who's struggling with the addiction and not with the person who doesn't know how to help someone who is.
0: Okay. I, I get where you're coming from, but I, I'm not putting back at all. <laughs> you could say that I'm wrong, and that's fine. Um, but, no, I, 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 I do not take anything back. I said I just don't. I, I've seen so many people that hurt people in addictions because they get so selfish in their care and it's ridiculous and it it makes me mad and to be honest Hmm. it really does but because there's
2: it gets a frustration on both sides there's literally nothing i can do to help you with your addiction until you embrace it and say i want help with my addiction i mean and that this person isn't willing at least at this point to ask or even accept they need help and what do you do? I mean, well, what's the question? She's, she's the, I must admit, is she? Uh, is, how can it, what she keep do, herself basically? from
0: going crazy? What was that? How how can she keep herself from losing her sanity? Is what she asked. I mean, if she's
2: worried about her sanity, she probably <laughs> needs to walk away from the relationship because she can't handle it. But that doesn't help the situation. Mm-hmm. So, are you wanting to help the situation? Then you need to. But then you can't even be with this person all day long and keep them from drinking because they have to want to not drink you know we've talked about that many times here yeah. like like in the in the food situation like i i as i've approached my eating with an addiction like, like nobody can help me and I, I sit there and i i know all the time oh i shouldn't eat this <laughs> you know yeah and, and then i eat it you know um i mean i, I have strong times and, and weak times and um it, it's just not as visible or, or destructive maybe as as an alcohol thing but um no, there's nothing anybody can do. I mean, my wife was, hey, you sure we can't do that next time? She'll okay, here's a piece of pie. I mean, you know, right? She even her, she or her, she doesn't even know how to handle me, um, because she also wants me to be happy. Wants well, to be happy, pie. You know, yeah, I'm I'm at a loss. I'm a complete loss. I have no help. I'm I, terrible at this.
1: I think there's a mistaken arrogance in thinking that you are the linchpin to the mm-hmm. fix, and the truth of the matter is, if you can't, if if all you can do is enable then you you probably do need to back out and nobody wants to do that cuz you're helping destruct yeah everybody wants to be the person that helps and and like this is not sound like uh i maybe i just took a complete different hit on it than 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 boova heard here but like i mean i i hear somebody that wants to try to help and they're losing and they're not helping and now they now they know that they're making it worse but like And their gut reaction, because they're not an addict, right? Like when someone calls you that has an addiction, and they're like, I have no money, I am broke, I am sad, I am depressed. And if you don't come from a history of addiction, you go because you're an addict. And that's all That's all the farther you can think. It'd be the same thing that says, hey, I, I can't drive anywhere cause I have a f- because I'm missing one of the tires on my car. And the only thing a mechanic's going to th- think is, because one of your tires are missing, let's just fix that. And then we can move on, right? Like that's all they can see. And so like um, at the end of the day, what they're asking is, is like, well, her question specifically was, how do I manage to keep my own sanity? I sometimes feel like I enable her by not calling her out on all her excuses for her problems when I know well they're because of the drinking. That is true. You do know that. Uh, if all you can do is call out the drinking, um, then you're probably not the right person. That's probably true. Um, I, I don't, I know, it's a hard position to be in because you think that like if I don't help them, no one will help them. Right. If, if, if no one steps in and you're not willing to take the gamble that someone else is going to do it. So you figure, all right, if I have to be this person then I will do, it. I will do anything to help them when the truth is they have to actually want the help. And if they want the help, then you can come back and help and that's okay. Um, but if they don't want the help, you can't force anybody to do anything. You just can't. And if you can't, uh, ride the waves of that addiction well um, of of their addiction well then it probably is best if you bow up. because their choices to be to make certain decisions um, you don't have to tie yourself to that raft you don't have to follow them up and follow them down and follow them up and follow them down those are choices that they're making and you wish they wouldn't and you love them and you want them out of it but they don't want to come out of it And and, and if you're not in it to ride the wave then you should probably back out. I think
2: that's a healthy decision for you. So, so Booba, what, what do you mean when you say to love, love them? Like, like what is that?
0: Was that to, to keep
2: going up and down on the ride, or, or I
0: mean, <laughs> it, I mean, honestly, kind of sometimes, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, it that stinks. That sucks. So, I, I say this as someone who's been the addicted person, mm-hmm. and someone that's ridden the waves of the addiction. I've been on both sides of that, and I don't mean to speak like I'm an authority by any means i've just been there with multiple people for 20 years um it addiction is rarely looked at as as the symptom versus the problem addiction is usually looked at as the problem that needs to be fixed whereas most the time the addiction is actually a symptom of something deeper and when you can start getting to that concept there's it, some pain yes, that they're trying to they're, medicate. Right. They're they're whatever. they're compensating for something that isn't there. There or something that is there that they don't want there. Uh, I, I read articles all the time and, and actually my fiance and her mother are good on this too. Um and, and I'm are constantly feed this kind of stuff. I try and read both points of the arguments, but addiction rarely comes I won't say never because that's impossible, but it rarely comes from a place that it isn't started with trauma whether that's childhood trauma, whether that's trauma that's happened recently, whatever, there's something that causes that person to have to have that substance of of whatever kind it is. Uh, addictions of all kinds, right? They're not just substance abuse. Addictions of all kinds usually come from, from some place where they're either missing something that they didn't get as a child or didn't get as an adult, or they're missing something in their brain right now that is, is being compensated by the addiction. And so when you start to recognize that, if all you ever do is try and combat the addiction, all you're doing is fighting the symptoms of a bigger thing. Instead of actually trying to get down to to the nitty gritty stuff, I lived I lived with a serious and severe addiction for almost a decade without recognizing where it actually came from. So does a People friend? People rode those waves with me.
2: Sure, sure. Does a friend then sit down and try to just ask deeper questions, like? Hey, what's going on sometimes like, if, like, if you I mean, can to, if you yeah. can
0: yes mm-hmm. if you can understand that sometimes it's important for them to read because a lot of that like you're trying to fix them yeah, but just with a, as a friend hey, with, what's going on? with a lot of times with those addictions you don't know where they came from mm-hmm. I didn't know where mine came from until I really started breaking them down my mother was an alcoholic my my father was an addict because of stuff that he dealt with my brother was a, a high addict I my, our entire family has been rooted with this for as long as I can remember remember all of our addictions started with some kind of trauma. And I know that dozens of family would deal with this kind of stuff. I have friends who deal with this kind of stuff. And where you recognize that sometimes people just don't know where it comes from. They'll recognize that it's a problem. Rarely ever do addicts, when they actually are in a moment of clarity, do they actually think that, they, that their problem is not actually a problem mostly and of course there's going to be times when they're like oh I don't want to fix anything like that they may not want to fix it but that does not mean they don't recognize there's a problem okay Mm -hmm. there are plenty of times when people don't I get that but sometimes you just don't know where it stems from and you don't know what hurt caused it you don't know what you missed you don't know what you're lacking asking those people to get help going with them to get that help offer to go to an AA meeting with somebody seriously I know that seems cheesy and I know that seems like you're pushing off to somebody else but a lot of the times that's important to do because then you get somebody that goes, I, have, I don't ever want to go alone. I'm never going to bring it up. But if someone walks up to me and goes, hey, I love you with all of my heart. I want us to be in a spot where we can start understanding this. I, what about an AA meeting? You don't have to talk. I won't even talk. We'll just go to listen and start that kind of stuff. Start the conversation with that person and try, try and get them some help. For me, it was people around me that offered for me to go to, to counseling. And if I can be so, Dan, it was you, (laughs) Like you offered me that as, as, as a thing. And I am in a place now where I understand my addiction more than I ever had because I went and talked about it to a professional and I don't usually vie for, for professional help immediately. But like sometimes with this stuff, it's important for them to go to an unbiased person to just tell them, even if it's just recanting your own story, my delirium, uh, my, my craziness was I didn't think I had a problem. And my addiction, I felt, wasn't really an issue to the point that, like, I was even downplaying my own story. Like, I thought it was not a big deal. I didn't really go through that much and stuff like that. The therapist that I was seeing literally had to say my story, third person, and pretend like it wasn't my own story. <laughs> they literally had to tell me my story. And I went, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. awful. <laughs> I can't believe someone went through that. Like, how, how do they live? Like, that's <laughs> crazy. And then he literally went, dude, that's you. And I'm like, oh, no, it, wait. Yeah, it is. That's literally me. And it was that moment where I'm just like, this is so much more deep-seated than I ever thought. Because in my brain, before I really got help that I needed, I rationalized that I never had this until after my dad passed away. I never had this until he passed away, so it must have been that. And so I was treating for that kind of thought process. But then that didn't really understand the concept that my trauma really started happening 10 years before that. And when I started working through that to the point where I was a child and I didn't get the, 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 they, my parents certainly tried to give me the love that I needed, but like I didn't have safety or security at all. So my brain goes now to where most of my addiction comes from the thought process of I feel unsafe and I feel lack of security and my emotional security is therefore adamanted by eating and so I go, okay, I'm compensating for something that happened 20 years ago. I'm not saying that's everyone's story, but you'd be surprised by the amount of people that this addiction stems from something that they might they may not even understand. And so I I, I apologize for, for jumping at that so hardcore. Uh, ben, you're absolutely right. I, I I need to give more grace to the people that are, are trying to help these people also. Uh, sorry about that. I get a little heated in this, and I apologize. But I, I think that people that try and go at this are so ill-prepared for what they're going to have to go through. That's,
1: that's exactly why you show them yeah. grace. They don't and, and know you're, what you're to absolutely, do. And that's okay, why,
0: yeah. as I'm saying that, you're absolutely right, which, is, which yeah. is where I'm at. There are people that are so ill-prepared to understand where actual trauma comes from and legitimate addiction comes from. That's why we fact, say
2: and do dumb things. We don't know how to people grieve. Oh, it's, it's the same story yeah. as
0: someone looking at me 20, 10 years ago and going, yeah. God's got a plan God for God us." They so had a good heart, but they had no yeah. idea how to talk to yeah. me. And it's the same situation. it's myself... From 10 years ago, talking to my my mother, who was was an alcoholic, Uh, I was hurt every time she would run back to alcohol. I was hurt. I I don't tell the nitty gritty parts of this a lot, but like my mother attempted suicide probably a dozen times. And it was uh, after binge drinking for weeks that she would go back to that. And she would always get help, and she would go to the hospital, and we would have to be in the hospital with with her for a day or two. And then she'd come back home, and we'd be like, we're never going to do that again, and mom's going to go back to AA, and she's never going to drink again. But within six months, like clockwork, she would be drinking again. We would find Mountain Dew bottles full of vodka. We would find the fifths of vodka that she got drunk and then hid in the garage and couldn't remember where she hid them because she did it when she was drunk. And we would start seeing that, and within... Three weeks of that, she would usually make an attempt on her life. And so every single time, now I was a child also, but every single time, I would get upset. And I'd be like, Mom, why would you do this? How could you do this to me? This is ridiculous. You keep doing this over and over again. All The, the, the rhetoric we've all heard. Right, right, And what I didn't realize was there were things that happened to my mother years before any of this happened. Trauma that broke her as a child and as an adult that kept hurting and it was this deep-seated evil pain and trauma in her brain that did not allow her to function the way that she should have. To this day, I wish that I knew then what I know now about addiction and where this stems from. All we did was medicate the addiction. That's all we ever did for her. All we ever broke down was, our mom's meds right? Or is she getting is, she, is her brain chemistry being corrected by these medications hopefully so and then move on my mother never sought out any kind of help she didn't go to counselors to try and understand this stuff and it was it happened every time no matter what the medication was no matter what positive positive things were happening in her life a normal person would be able to cling to and go hey there are positive things happening. I can I can dissociate with all the trauma. I can stay on the positive things. Her brain didn't work that way. It wasn't wired to do so. I wish that I could go back to myself 15 years ago when I was 13 and say, dude, just break down that wall of understanding that addiction comes from a trauma that she does not understand, nor do you. Get her legitimate help. And not a single person did that. And it kills me.
1: So I think that's that's probably the, the, the major point there. Because, I mean, of all the things that was said about... Um, addiction It's all correct, right? But, like, just as in that exact same situation, he was not equipped to do right. this. Right, yes. Uh, the person asking this question is just flat out not equipped right. to do it. Right. And and what is unfair is for um, you as as the person that's attempting to help. Um, once again, I, I, it was my opening gambit, and it wasn't meant to be an insult, but, like, it is, is arrogant thinking um, yeah. to think that you are the person for the job if you're not. If you're not the person for the job, you're not the person for the job. And you can't let the addict tell you that you're the person for the job because they don't know. <laughs> yes. They're not seeing life. They're not seeing <laughs> life correctly. Right. So if you're not, you're not. It's, it's just taking a sobering look at what's going on here. Right. Like no one's talking about you not playing a supporting role here. No one's talking about you abandoning them. But like if you are not the person to walk them through this addiction, don't act like you are and don't. You you are going to have to set up a boundary here and there, Yes. and you are going to have to stick with it. And it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't mean you don't love them. Um, if they're if if you have a hard time uh, not enabling them, um, it's safe to set up boundaries. You're doing what's best for them and what's best for you, and that's okay. Um, they don't have to stay in place forever. Uh, boundaries are uh, of your own design. You can set them up and you can take them down. They're not they're not lifelong uh, banishments. They're not lifelong. You will never come to my house again. These kind of things. These these are way over the tops right cuz there's a person in there and there's a person in yeah. there that's hurting that's the end of the story right. there's a person in there that's hurting and, and they're trying to they're trying to fill a hole with the wrong thing and you know that and you know that you're not the person to help them out of it all you can do is offer and if they say no all you can do is offer again you can't offer to do the wrong thing for them but you can <laughs> always that it, it, it's it's a pretty classic statement that 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 Ben will use is like i will always help you do the right thing Whatever the right thing is, I will always help you do that. I will not help you do the wrong thing. Right. So it doesn't matter what condition you're in. If you're drunk, if you're dead sober, if you're broke, if you've got money coming out your ears, I will always help you do the right thing. I will not help you do the wrong thing. And the thing is, is the guy or gal that has uh, your head on straight in this situation, um, you get to decide what right and wrong is. And you better be pretty good at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you better be pretty solid about it. Uh, you're, just because you do it doesn't make it right. Uh, that's the hard thing, right? <laughs> it's like when people, mo- most people I've seen that try to model or try to help an addiction, they'll be like, uh, the yardstick is me. If you're not doing what I would do, then you're living wrong. And that's not true. That's not the way that that works, right? Uh, all kinds of people live all kinds of different ways. We're just talking about the right thing as in it's not the wrong thing. I'm not going to help you destroy yourself. I will help you help you. I will help you do something good or I will get you to you to somebody that will help you do something good, but I will not help you do a bad thing. I won't help you swim in a cesspool. that is not what I'm going to do, and that's okay that's an okay boundary so uh to sum all that up uh, if you're coming at this with a humble uh servant's heart in the deal and you're being overwhelmed, just realize that you are not the linchpin to this whole operation. Get yourself some help right there's nothing wrong with going to uh what's that what's that um what's that it's not it's not a honore oh the celebrate recovery celebrate recovery yeah go without them, go without them. get some tools get equipped to do it and yeah. And, and after you go to celebrate recovery and you go, boy, I'm not the guy for this. Cool. You met a bunch of people <laughs> exactly. that are. Yes. You met a bunch of boovas hanging around that can, that can help explain some stuff to you and help you understand where they're coming from. And you realize your relationship with them will change when their name comes up on your phone or you see them at your door and, not, and the first thing you don't think is alcoholic. Right. Because there is a guy in there and there's a girl in there and, yep. and you love them. You really do love them. But their addiction is causing a huge wedge in the way that this thing is operating. And you don't know what to do. And you've probably said the wrong thing and done the wrong thing and, and overreacted. And all that's you're working through it. So if you're coming at it humbly, get some help and figure out what you're going to do. If you're coming at it as in, I'm better than you are because I'm not an addict, you should just get out. You're not helping. You're not helping at all. That's not a good way to live. Secular's advice? Secular says. I have two suggestions for you, and I hope you will avail yourself of both. The first is to go online to al to find the nearest location for meetings. You will find they are all over and attend some. Al-Anon is a sister organization of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it was founded to help and support the friends of family members of people who have an alcohol problem. It will help you to understand that you cannot help your friend. Only she can do that by mustering up the resolve to quit drinking. I don't agree with that 100%. Uh, many alcoholics do this only after they finally realize the consequences their addiction has cost them. In this case, the price may be her friendship with you. The second is to tell your friend while she is sober that she cannot continue calling you when she has been drinking, and that if she does, you will hang up. Then do it. Uh, eh. she said the same things we said a little bit. Uh, uh, boundaries are okay. Uh, boundaries are okay. And um, I don't know. I I I know enough addicts to know, uh, and have a somewhat of an addictive personality to myself. That resolve is about worth what I can. <laughs> south wind. You know what I'm saying? Resolve sucks. Uh, I don't know, in fact, to be honest, I don't know how to live this life without the hope of Jesus Christ. My resolve is horrible. Horrible. I cannot do the right thing continuously by myself. That is how we ended up in a cracked world. God said as much. Um, There's some people that not a struggle for them. There is, if they decide they're just going to up and quit smoking one day, they'll just do it, and it's not a big deal. They'll suffer in silence, and that's it. They come out like a breeze on the other end. Uh, that is not my condition. That is not Uh, the condition of most people I know. They want more than anything not to feel the hurt that they're feeling. And they want more than anything not to turn to whatever substance they're using to dull it. Um, And then they fail. And then they feel horrible about themselves. And then they hide. And then they do it all over again. And so, like, if it was based on resolve on their own, uh, I don't think it's possible. Now, if there's any hope in that, you only have to resolve once to get help. That is long-lasting and that will feed and it will fail sometimes and you'll go back for more help that's what help is help is people that want to help you right but like if you think you're going to stomach it on your own on your couch or whatever I, I i've not seen a high success rate with that all right we got one more oh yeah you want to do another? that was a big one okay you want me to see if i can find a comedy i mean you can't guarantee any comedy oh boy <laughs> I haven't read these. Here we go. Dear Life from the Path. My fifty-three-year-old brother had an affair eight years ago. Ha 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 ha! Eight years ago? Yeah, comedy. <laughs>
2: yeah, this is funny.
1: He and his wife have four children. When Whoa. he told his wife about it, they started sleeping in separate bedrooms. Yep. She stays with him for the kids' sake and for financial reasons. The other woman quotes Rachel. Recently contacted him saying she has cancer and has no family who want to take care of her. He put her up in his cabin in the mountains, and hasn't told his wife. Oh. oh! He asked what I thought, and honestly, I feel that although I am sad for Rachel, my brother should put his wife before his concern for this other woman. I'm angry with him for what he's doing to his wife. What should he? What should he do? <sighs> well, he's not having an affair with her, probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, seriously, you want to replay "Love Your Enemies"? <laughs> the the wife's uh, uh, the wife has every reason to to hate every bit of this. Right. It, absolutely. It did, I mean. The, uh, boy. Here's, the, here's the
0: deal I dig the action Yeah, I totally do is it, is I totally dig the cancer? action Of I like mean, taking care of her And putting her up in a place That's freaking awesome But like I mean, but dangerous But dangerous But then I'll, You know what's not dangerous though? Bringing your wife into it Yeah Like that, you and your wife Standing together As a freaking couple Like it was designed to be uh. Loving people The way that a marriage Is supposed to It's supposed to be A celebration of the way That we have Relationship with Christ Guess what? You can show that For a mistress how freaking awesome is that as an opportunity for a husband and a wife to come together as a covenant before God himself and, then she and show no. that love? She says no, Boomer. <laughs> We're not going to do that.
2: <laughs> no. I mean, that would be an amazing
0: story. That's what I'm saying. That's, a, really that's an amazing story. She's yeah. probably going to say no. no.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I don't know that I blame her. Uh, oh, of course not. Uh, I don't know that I blame her. But that's you want to show God's redemptive spirit yeah. and never-ending grace. That is huge. what that looks like.
2: I'm it's, just trying to picture this though. Oh, so he, he has her in a cabin, but it's like, the ha- so is she like? Uh, does she have people helping her? Is, is she in that much of need? Does she just need a place to sleep during chemo? What does I, that mean?
1: I yeah, I don't know. It does seem kind of odd. Like if you have cancer, uh, you should, and it's but, terminal, but bones, you would
0: figure you're in a hospital or you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's got more. Yeah, true, but it might not have gotten to that point. Yeah, maybe she's just maybe getting she getting treatment just can't. Work and needs a place to stay that she doesn't have to pay rent at.
2: My wife had cancer. She had surgery and then recovered for eight weeks. I can't remember how many. Right, and then, and then she went back to work. Yeah, and and never just have haven't had You know. Is she, yeah, right. You know, is it that? there's that, uh, a temporary thing. Is it she went there to die? That's what I don't know. But she needs to have. He's have the wife. Yes. Yeah, the wife's cabin, too. It would have <sighs> been a. It, you, you've you already
1: loused this up, friend, by doing right. it without telling her. Exactly. To. If you were going to do this, you would have had to have sat down with your wife and right. organized it and said, and This it is been what awesome. I would like to do. I realize how offensive and distasteful this is, um, but I feel like it's the right way. Just read thing. Matthew, honey. Just read Matthew. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, it man. goes down hard. That is a tough, <laughs> that is a hard word.
0: Holy cats.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can keep doing it in secret though. Well, no, Absolutely not. No, you have to bring your wife table. table. So this is the brother who's angry at his hus- at, at his at his brother
2: for <laughs> doing this. And still, but yeah, at the same time, it's none of his business. I mean, I mean it is, but uh, I mean it's like
0: I feel like if my brother was making this kind of choice, I would be at him. I mean, I'd be
2: at him. But I wouldn't be writing, you know, your life in the past. Well,
0: agreed. I mean, yeah, I don't think that we
1: would do that. Uh, I mean, here's the deal. Like, let's call say, the police. Let's say I was trying to do the same thing. <laughs> Call, call, call
0: the, police. the police and go to marriage <laughs> counseling. Marriage counseling, call the police.
1: So I would expect you guys at the very least to say, Mike, what you're doing is sinful. Uh, and you're going to tell your wife. And yeah. I'm going yeah, right. to make sure you're going to do it. And, and I'll yes. call you tomorrow make sure you did it. Yep. And so uh, sneaking around him and going to the wife is not a good way to live. No. Uh, but like as a guy, obviously, I mean, there's no allegiance to uh, King Jesus here. So you can't enforce it. But I have it. And so, if I was doing this, you'd say, "Look, you and I are following the same Jesus, and and part of that deal is you're going to tell your wife,
0: and you're going to straighten that out right now." Let me ask you this: Is there ever a point that it's okay to go to the wife after multiple times trying to get the husband to do it? Is it? Is it? Oh, is there? The is there ever a point when the brother goes to the wife? Yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I mean, if you give this dude opportunity after... I mean, I'm not saying do this for 10 years and then go, by the way, Sheila, Terry's been doing this for 10 years. Like, that's. I mean, the thing no. here's the thing
1: with sneaky living is I won't ever lie. I won't ever lie, right? And there's no way the brother gets through every conversation without saying there's a woman up in your cabin. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, hey, I haven't seen Ted in a couple of days. Any idea where he's at? He's up at the cabin with the woman he's got living there. I won't lie to cover it up. That's for right. certain. So, like... I suppose that like, but that's completely based on circumstance. Right. So I don't know if that gets passed either. Yeah. But. I, so I, here's I think the hard part is is that um, if you say it's okay to talk to the wife, um, you you open the door to the wrong types of people, right? Who 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 will abuse that? Now I uh-huh, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that I don't think it's right. I actually think I, I, I there's nothing about their marriage that uh, and and that that and his refusal to do the right thing by what is, in all acts, ex- not even just a uh, sister in Christ, but a sister of mine. Right. Uh, if, if it is very clear that he is going to persist, like, this should be the m- most humble thing you've ever taken and the biggest bird you've ever carried. But I I, I don't think that it is, it is off the board for you after a time where if he refuses to deal with this for you to, to say something about it. Okay. I just, I just don't, I, I was trying to think, like, um, when you have questions like that, just put it in the extreme uh is it okay for you to know this and she never knows this and you know that he's mistreating this person who you also care for right. no that's not acceptable and nothing about them being married says well you can have uh you can have a, someone could be lying to you and mistreating you and it's all right with me because you're married to my brother that doesn't work for me either right so no um, but but I would say like that has got to be the the, the very last straw Agreed. of you trying to get it's it's the same same reason where you would have say where people get divorced it's the it's the very end of a line of of trying to get people to do the right thing here to reconcile to handle their their problems appropriately for two people to take responsibility for the thing and work on it and frankly you, you might run that for ten years until the like there's an end of the line. Um but I, I think there is probably a point where, like, if someone is completely – actually, if he's – if you take the two witnesses, if he's completely unrepentant uh, and refuses to do it, then actually I think you're probably open for business here. Yeah. Because he's going to have to explain himself as to why he got chucked out, <laughs> why he's being treated this way. <laughs> and he should, but if he's not going to I – don't, I don't think I say, well, like, I have to honor the – his what? What am I actually honoring by not telling her? I'm dishonoring her. Right. And I'm honoring a, 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 a sluggard and a duvus. Yeah. For what I'm not protecting him from anything that he. That, that, that's the actually. That, that's the other thing. And uh, this has come up in a, in a few conversations over my life where uh, people get really upset that say that someone may have told you something that they didn't want them to know. But like, I rarely ever blame the person who brought the information. If it's true, the problem thing the problem was that it happened. And it's always better if you're dealing things in reality. And so. Um, It's almost never the messenger And to the extent that you're like I cannot believe you told uh, The first question you have to ask yourself is Really I cannot believe that I did And that someone found out of it And I'm ashamed I get that It's just human to see that It's not necessarily the messenger's problem though Like if they didn't have a story to tell You wouldn't be in this position right? So yeah I think it's alright to tell the wife Handle it biblically And then I think it's okay to tell the wife Especially if they have kids Segular says. Actually I, I take away that distinction. Sorry to tell its wife wife across the board. It's irrelevant where they have kids. Agreed. Segler says, I assume that when your brother confided what he was doing, you gave him your thoughts on it. If you didn't, you should. I find it telling that the person asking me what, what he should do is you and not him. Rather than try to run interference for him, recognize the balls in his court, and he has to decide for himself what he should or should not do because he is playing a very dangerous game. That wasn't advice. Yeah. Yeah, the you just commented
0: on the situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, our advice was to stay out of it. It's his business, not your business. I mean, wow. it's a little arrogant to go, he should have written me. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> I'm surprised you're the one that's uh, telling on this situation and not him.
1: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be true for every situation where anybody's asked advice, that there's someone on the other side of it who also probably could be asking right. for some advice?
0: <laughs> Any third parties, it should be at least a second. Uh, right.
1: right. Just let it go, huh? Stay. What is that? That's not what I wanted. Wait, wait, what, what are the consequences then, I guess? Like, what, what, what if he follows that advice? What's the worst output? Uh, that she gets better. He lets her out of, the, out of the mountain house. She goes back to living.
0: That's the worst case, Mike?
1: Or she dies there. Or the the, the,
0: the, wife, the, the wife worst case is somehow. she survives cancer and leaves. Well, I'm trying to figure out, like, how, like in normal, his mind, how does,
1: how does he think this is going to work? Like, you can move an entire person into your mountain house? What, what, is, what is mountain week? Where you and your wife are supposed to go to the mountains. You're like, by the way, there's a woman there. She's oh,
0: no, there's a lady here. I don't recognize her from the fact that I cheated on you with her eight years ago. Right? <laughs> here's oh, the that's thing.
1: crazy. It's a, so maybe here's the question. Is it, is it acceptable as a Christian dude to say, look, I don't hide bodies? Yeah. I don't hide bodies. I don't do it. So you want to tell me that you have you have a body in the trunk? Great. I can help you with fixing this situation by turning you in and having you tell the right people that you did this thing. I'm in for that to help right. you, but yeah. I don't hide bodies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's
1: perfectly fair. Agreed. There's there's nothing that says you have to keep a confidence like that. Once again, I will help you do the right thing. Yep. Yeah. I will not help you do the wrong thing. Yep. If you committed a crime, I will take you to the police station and you will turn yourself yeah, in. Yeah, I will be happy that to help fine. you turn yourself in. That's right. I will help you muster the courage to face the right thing. Yep. And support you as you face the right thing. But as you try to cover up the wrong thing... Uh, I will not be a party to it.
0: Yeah, love is not in the concept of of eliminating consequences. It's just not. It doesn't work that way. Well,
1: I mean, even Jesus's love doesn't do that. Right. There's, There's no reason that our love is is better because we think we can hide consequences. Right. So wait. So in that, it's, let's go to the body hider. <laughs> you obviously. Got, he says, "Look, no, I don't. I'm not going to go to the police. You going to turn him in? Yes. If he refuses, are you going to turn him Sure, you are. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's offense against the state and probably whoever is related to the body. Uh. I don't. The, the wife doesn't seem any different to me Yeah, agreed yeah, that's it. What if it's a salt and pepper shaker from your grandma's house? Throw it in
2: What? <laughs> Grandma, Ben took them so, <laughs> I refuse to take it back to grandma's You guys are the ones downloading that app Where you uh, tell the government when there's people out there social, Not social distancing
0: is there, uh, an, is there an app for that?
2: Yeah Now, see, I have no comment on that Because it's likely to get
1: me in trouble And people, do you actually use the text line?
0: <laughs> hey, that sounds good what is the number for the text line?
1: It's uh, 515-517-0085. That's the uh, Bob Eisenhower, six feet away, <laughs> Live from the Paths text line.
0: Bob Eisenhower's social distancing yeah. hotline. The Eisen, whoa. Back yeah, ago. I don't, I don't
1: <laughs> think so. 515-517-0085. Give us the caller a text. Uh, tell us where we got this wrong. Tell us where we got it right. Tell us you're living. Uh, we'll be glad to hear all, all three Alright, uh, let's see I think that's all we got uh, Big stuff coming on the show next week So big that I won't tell you till we get here In Woo-hoo. the meantime, be faithful in the means God will handle the ends You've been listening to Live from the Path